on this episode of No Refunds. Nuts to butts? In yeah, the kitchen like, where women belong. Got one of your pubes on me. <laughs> we they, never go too long, baby. Hey, girl, hey. I don't think anyone cares about the length. That's just what they tell you. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to No Refunds. You My usually name... say hello. I know. Every, everything's diff- everything's new. This is season four. I say hi. I'm more cash. Oh, wow. You hi. should say hey. Hey, and hey. welcome to... What's up? What's up? And welcome to No Refunds. I'm Diggity Dwight, and uh, joining me this week is uh, Agady Alex and Tiggity Tiffany. I love Tea this. Fizzle. Tea Fizzle Bizzle. I- T-Fizzle and the Nizzle. Yeah. I approve of this. This is yeah. our wrap episode. Go check, go check out her aim. It's T-Fizzle. Hey. At aim.com. Hey. Do you remember that? that was and her like... away message says, I like this boy named Dwight. Oh my God. He's a cutie. With the most emo song lyrics ever. That's all you got to do. All right. Wow, AIM. I haven't thought yeah. about that in a long time. Same. Dwight was Nice Guy 87. Nice Guy 87 and but, then it was Mega Man but, 87. But Nice was spelled N-Y-C-E. Yep. Because uh, you gotta spell things cool. <laughs> I was the stereotypical neck beard nice guy. Um, I had so many screen names. My my first one was a uh, Satan trumpet player. Oh my god! Wow. So okay. Okay. And then I was Ponzerizer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish that um, PlayStation with, names or whatever was a thing back then, because that would be what your PSN is now. Ponzerizer with zeros instead of uh. Oh, oh well, come on! Obviously, that's Leet speak, man. <laughs> How else would you spell it? <laughs> Come on. And I assume the Satan had 666-6969 no, around it, was it somewhere. No, it just straight Satan, Trump, Satan trumpet player. Player. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, obviously. Not player. Yep. Player. Of course it was. I My first screen name was Karate Girl. The girl was with two, two R's. R's. I remember two R's. that. I talked to you on that one. Karate Girl 27. I remember that. Karate Girl. I remember for a hot week, I had... Oh, fuck. Anna, okay, so on the Blink One Eighty Two self-titled album, there was a song. I don't, I remember what it's called, but I can't pronounce the word. It's all, not anesthesia, but it's like anesthesia, anesthet, anesthetic, oh, or whatever. Anesthetic or and, and, and what it specifically is, it's it's a condition when you're in outer space and you start losing grip on reality okay. and like where okay. where you are in relation to the Earth, and so you oh. kind of go mad. And so it's like a space madness. It was that pirate. So I was an anesthetic pirate, but right, not right, anesthetic. Right, the word right. meant something Whatever else. Whatever the cool. word is. She's going to look it I'm up. I'm going to look it up. I was I, that for uh, that. for like two weeks, and then I was like, Solid. no, I'm going with Mega Man because uh, he's my boy. I, I, I was, Why nice guy? Um, I There was a... Re- uh, because I, I made that one when I was young, and I couldn't come up with anything else, and... Um, there was this uh, chat room called Lycos, or it was a search engine okay. called L-Y-C-O-S, Lycos. And I was trying to come up with screen names, and I had, um, oh, one of them was like, Child of the Stars. And I was in I was in sixth grade, okay? Right, right, so I was right, young. Right. So it was like stupid things like that. Child of the Stars, Son of the... Maybe I was in fifth grade. Son of the Stars, because I was Child of the Stars, and guys were hitting on me because they thought uh, Child of the Stars was, was a girl, and right. I was like, I'm a boy. And right. they were like, no. So Son ASL, of the Stars. Man. And then eventually oh, I was like, God, screw yeah. it. I'm just, yeah, ASL. <laughs> uh, screw it. Eventually I was just like, all right. Um, I think I had a friend who was like, b-ball guy. 
Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'll just be a nice guy. But I was, it was cool at the time to spell things weird. weird. Yep. And so how Lyco, L-Y-C-O said Lycos, nice, N-Y, that was that one. And from there I went to Anastasia Pirate and then Mega Man. There's no, there's nothing, I see the song, it's A-A-E-N-E-S-T-H-I-A. But it, there's nothing. or whatever. But but there's no I, definition for it or anything. It's just you know it might I be made up because uh, I read about it in the the liner notes for the album. Right. That's where I learned the definition to the song. I I remember this now. Part of the reason why I didn't keep that screen name is because it was really hard to spell, and I couldn't remember how to spell it. So like when I was telling people my new screen name, I would like fuck it up. So yeah. Yeah, it, I don't think that's an actual word. Oh, what a, what a Tom DeLonge's to liar. I have no idea how we got on AIM. Because I was talking weird, and, and then you, call you, me and you called me T-Fizzle, oh, and I remembered that was right. Tiffany's old screen. What a great yeah. intro. And she t- said it was her own. Um, yeah, I like it. All right, we got some emails. <laughs> great segue. <laughs> uh, so things from the past, yes. email. Email. We got an email blast. Ooh, I love email blast. blast from the past. Yeah, bum, blast bum. When did Corey send that email to us? Uh, Sorry, Cowie. This one was sent January sixteenth. Oh. Okay, so it was. I think it was either right after the we recorded the other. Did it we? might have been before we released the other one, but after right. we, we recorded, recorded it. it. Yeah, oh, that okay. would make sense. So, um, the the title of this one is Disney Music. So, that's from Corey. Uh, hello, guys and gal. I was wondering, out of all the Disney properties, what has the best and worst soundtracks? The year in review episode was great, and I'm hoping that it will become a tradition. Definitely will. Best regards, Corey. Oh. He spelled it correctly. Cowie. And I hit the thing. Cowie. So I, I like, um, Corey has embraced his Cowie. Has he? Yeah. Aww. So he just he just accepts it now. That's cool. good. That's the best. You, you have to you, lean into the skids for things the skid. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I 100% agree. Um, yeah. First off, definitely we're going to do the year in That's review not thing even, every I like, wanted to do that last year, I yeah. know, and I think you had mentioned it too. That was so. that was awesome. That was a, like one of the best re- episodes to record. Mm-hmm. Well, both of our like uh, Top special whatever. episodes have the been mu- the movie one. The movie yeah. one was a ton of fun, and the end of the year one. I love listicles yep. in general. Yeah, like I remember, same. like back when Cracked was a big thing, and like yeah. reading the top ten obscure movies you've never right. heard of and mistakes. I love lists like that, so I'm always enamored with the concept of yeah. doing those type of lists. So yes, I loved doing yeah. the year one and end one. People seem to we we've gotten a lot of good feedback about those sorts of episodes. So yes, we will probably be doing. We've talked about doing something special for our fiftieth episode yeah i don't Ooh. know if we've landed on a, we, yeah. we still haven't landed an idea because we had do. talked about reviewing old stuff and i don't know if that's something i want to put the time yeah. into that's at gonna this take point. time yeah um but we're gonna do something special for episode 50 and we'll definitely do a year in review because this yeah. is 42 somewhere i, I think it's for yeah because last one was episode 41 yeah, yeah. i remember that because that's what i named it <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about that very clever name so back to his question oh, this yes. one could be 42 what's it the answer to the universe the meaning of um Thing from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah. Is it 42? Yeah, 42, 42 okay. is the answer to life. All life's or, questions or something uh, like that. Life, yeah. The meaning of life. and That's life. the name of this episode. Done. Okay. <coughs> um, So who wants to start? For favorite. For fa- um, favorite. Uh, Disney soundtracks? Favorite Disney soundtracks. Well, I have my I have my favorite, but I don't know if it's necessarily the best. Well. Favorite is different from best. Well, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Did he ask for best or favorite? Oh, he might have said best I think and he worst. said best he and he weakest or something. Best and worst. Best and worst. Okay. okay. Because so my favorite is Beauty and the Beast. Which everyone who listens to this podcast but, should know by this point. But 
I might. I have a, a a soft spot in my heart for the Lion King soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, is that your answer? My favorite is Beauty and the Beast, and the best is Lion King. I, I, think, I completely yeah. agree with that statement. I like I love Beauty and the Beast, but I'm like thinking of because it's like Little Mermaid is fine and it's really good too. Aladdin even is really is good, but like the Lion King soundtrack, I think. I mean, be prepared and can you feel the love tonight? And I just can't wait to be king and circle of life mm-hmm. and even the instrumental stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that, that's what I was going to yep. lean on because yep. Hans Zimmer did the score for yep. and all the instrumentals for mm-hmm. Lion King. And he did say soundtrack, which is different from score, but yeah. I sure. lump them together in my head. Same. And Lion King has a phenomenal yep. soundtrack, yep. which was done by Elton John and Tim Rice and yep. an phenomenal score done by Hans Zimmer. Like the the two together are what make it the best in my opinion. You're not wrong. Um <laughs> I think Lion King is honestly my answer as well. <laughs> yeah. And specifically because when I was young, I had a sing-along cassette tape nice. that had it had all the songs on it Same. and it had a um a the lyric book, book yep. that, that I would just follow along with and I would like thinking back if my parents must have just stood outside in my bedroom and like listened in, they must have thought I was like, like insane, <laughs> because I would just sit there and I would just sing the songs, front to back for the like sing them as loud as I could. I remember doing, and then I would rewind the tape, nice, and start. Well, no, I'd flip it over right. and just start over again. Yeah. I would go like all forty five minutes of it over and over so- again. I would do that, but also incorporate the dancing into it. I would sing it nice. and be dancing in my room and like fully choreographed, like be prepared, like, like doing like the talking parts and like all of it. That's awesome. All of it. Um, on a tangential, really tangentially yeah. really note. I had a, uh, oldies cassette tape <gasps> and I choreographed the dance to, um, the big boppers Chantilly lace that oh I then God. performed for my parents. That's amazing. <laughs> and in that moment, they must have thought I was once again just insane. Like, because oh I remember so part cute. of it too. Because have you ever heard Chantilly Lace? Because yep. there's a point where he describes like the way the girl is moving, yep. and that's how I would move. How it old was, were you? Oh, I don't remember. Oh. I I had to third grade. Okay. Do you think they questioned like how well they raised you? <laughs> no, no, because um maybe I know that they were happy. My dad was happy. I liked the music because he liked oldies. Yep. Yeah. But then he was like, "This is my son who can't play basketball, and is <laughs> and, and this is what he chooses to do." Right. I'm sure my dad was scared. Your yeah. theater, your involvement yeah. in theater now makes, makes a lot sense. of sense, right? Yeah, it does. I love sense. that. So that was my little side story. We did stuff so, like that too as kids. So. I like that we all agreed. On yeah, like, I was trying to think. Of, like I was trying to be different. Like yep. oh, maybe Toy Story or um, yeah, like some of the Pixar stuff. Yeah. Like has really good score. But score it, stuff. I, not soundtracks. So, I yeah. feel like with soundtracks, you gotta go to the old the like disney the the golden age yeah the um although like you could argue fantasia um is that really Mm. a soundtrack or a score because that's more of a score and that's almost cheating because because it's just using songs from other they didn't actually write them um i can't think of another movie like that has a like solid music like beating the beast so if I if I'm gonna be if I wanted to be that person to to just disagree with the other two, mm-hmm. which I don't want to be because I think we all agree that yeah. the answer is Lion King. Yes. I would say Tarzan. I love the soundtrack for it, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I hate it in the movie. Like I don't think it complements the movie well. Well, because it's just Phil Collins writing a Phil Collins right, album. Exactly, and that's why I love it though because yeah. I'm just like I love Phil Collins music. So 
that's why I wouldn't pick it as my answer because mm-hmm. it doesn't complement the w- film well, but it's great music because Phil Collins is a great musician. Yeah. So I just pulled up a random list yeah. and just a completely random list and they have Lion King as number one. Good. Yeah. Um, bef- Not surprised. Uh, Hercules, I feel like, is the opposite of that, where it's a very bad soundtrack, but yep. it complements the movie excellently, like the whole training montage. Worst for me, personally, are we going to say something good? I just I just looked at this list, and it just jogged my memory. Mm-hmm. Moana. Yeah, Moana that is That soundtrack really is also up there for me. Moana's good. Moana is really good. I, that's one of the ones that I, I actually listened to outside of the movie a whole bunch. Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't tell you any songs from Tangled and <laughs> Frozen. Out, uh, Frozen, I could actually say, a, list a couple of things um, outside of the big one. I, re- I really like... There's the Fro- Frozen's song. very good. I really like Tangled, um, I Had a Dream, or I, I Have a Dream is the name of the song. Is that the one about the grumpy old woman? Where no, where all the where they're in the bar Wait. with all the oh. the thieves and I they're singing about like I've only seen the movie once. Oh. I don't remember this. Okay, it's really good though. The music for Tangled is actually very good. Yeah, I I think that part of the reason I like um, Lion King so much is it has the best villain song, mm. and villain oh. songs in general are the unquestionably the best songs in the soundtrack. I I think agree, and I think my favorite villain song it's Ursula. a tie between yeah it's a tie between Be Prepared yeah. but Poor Unfortunate Poor Souls. Poor Unfortunate Souls oh. is amazing. Gaston is amazing. Oh. Um, I think I like Poor Unfortunate Souls more than I like yeah. Gaston. See, my favorite That's my favorite f- quote-unquote villain song is um, the mob song from Beauty and the Beast. I love that song. Oh, yeah, I can see that too. Uh, Radigan's also awesome. What's that? It's from The Great Mouse Detective. I haven't um, seen... I don't that's know if I've ever movie. seen that. It's... It, it's it's just before the rena- or maybe it's like right in the middle of the Renaissance, but it was one of those mm-hmm. ones that was more aimed towards boys, mm-hmm. and it was like before Aladdin. So it, oh, okay. I, mean, I think it was like eighty eight or eighty nine. It was yeah. just before no uh, no, no, no. A li- um, Little Mermaid was eighty nine. So I think yeah. it was like eighty eight or eighty seven. What's the villain song in Aladdin? Is there one? Um, uh, Jafar sings. Um, Jafar and Iago have a song. Um, I don't remember it. Or did it get name. cut? It's got a name. He has one, doesn't I got, he? I got this. Riff raff. Street no. rat. I love Aladdin. So let's get to get on to worst. I worst. Guess. Uh, Pocahontas. 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 I agree. Can we just uh, Pocahontas I... and leave? <laughs> she disagrees. I don't think I've seen Pocahontas enough to make that call. That's because it's terrible. Because it's boring. <laughs> I don't know. It's got two decent songs. Uh, sorry, going back to villain songs. Uh, just uh, I haven't seen it, which is arguably. Um, Blasphemy, but uh, the Quasimodo uh, villain song is yep. supposed to, like Hellfire or something yep. like that is supposed to be really good as Hunchback well. Hunchback has some good music. I haven't, yeah. I've only seen that movie once. Same. I can't think of something that I would call the worst because I think the movies that I consider the worst or whatever, mm-hmm. I don't, I. 101 Dalmatians. But like, they're Three movies that the movies that the music isn't as important. Like, like Pocahontas. I haven't seen enough. Like Mulan is still really great, but there's only like a couple songs that are, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, there's really no movie that I'd be like, Oh, this is the worst. I hate this. <laughs> it might be Hercules. Cause I think that movie is really boring. Hercules does have a weak soundtrack. I won't. Hercules I just, is that. a terrible movie. I just think that movie's boring. So it's yeah. like, it's yeah. So uh, that's an interesting thing. I can't really think of a soundtrack that I'm like, yeah, this is the worst. Yeah. Po- Pocahontas is definitely for me the worst. It's, the soundtrack that I come back to the least often. Yeah. Um, like for, for Mulan's probably like second for me or second worst, 
but like I love well, Mulan still has good individual songs. I love Reflection. I love yeah. Let's I'll Get Down to Business. Out of you. Uh, yeah. What other songs are there? Uh, and oh, and the one about um, oh, you know what else is really what's like Mushu. My name is Mushu. I'm here to be a dragon. Even that one. I'm looking at this list of yes? movies I haven't thought about. Jungle Book. Oh, Jungle Book is a good one. Jungle, Jungle Book, Book is, is good. good. Nightmare Before Christmas is on this list. I don't list. count that. It's a I Disney don't count movie. That like I guess it technically is, but yeah. Eh. Coco. I haven't seen it. Coco's Coco is all right. It's good. Um, I'm trying to think like uh, what other classic ones? like the uh, Peter Pan doesn't have any songs outside of that yeah, really racist so, one. <laughs> and so it's interesting. So maybe there are no. Well, I don't know. What about like um like Snow White? Does Snow White have any other songs but outside like, of Bibbidi Bobbidi? <sighs> no, sorry, um, Cinderella. Cinderella. Oh, Cinderella. Outside of Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo, and I think it, Snow White has Snow like White two. My, someday my prince will come. Someday my prince will come, and Hi Ho, and but I, I think feel that's like it. you can't be like, oh, this is the worst soundtrack when like those movies were made at a different time when music and and I don't know, I feel like it was different. Right. Mm-hmm. No, you're I, right. I I assumed that when Corey was asking the question, and I don't want to make assumptions as, as to Corey's thought process because yeah. nobody knows how Corey's mind works, <laughs> not even Corey. Wow. I assume he was asking about the Disney Renaissance, the Renaissance era specifically. because that is what most people associate yeah. Disney music with. Like there are the few and far between songs yeah. from the older stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we, we can name like one or two from. Yeah. Worst is going to be Black Cauldron each movie <laughs> lion king wins yeah so I, yes. I know what you mean like because like um uh you can name corella deville from 101 yeah, dalmatians but, but there's really no other songs in that, in that movie, movie. Yeah. um so i think we can all agree that the best is lion king and yep. two of us can agree that the worst is pocahontas yeah i just haven't i can't say that without having have seen i can understand hercules because i i agree that hercules I, is not like it's a very weak movie in general, like and the movie. soundtrack. It's because the soundtrack is um, what's the style that it is? It's it's like not Vegas show, but it's like a really weird style. It doesn't match uh, Greek architecture. Yeah, yeah, it was like um, uh, it was almost not doo woppy, but it reminds me of like it was that it was I a specific style. I I really like there are two songs that I really like in Hercules, and it's um the Meg's, training montage, Meg's song, whatever it's called. Um, I, I won't say it's love and, um, Hercules go the distance. Those are the two yeah, songs. Oh yeah, that's awesome. right. I forgot about that song. That is the training montage song, right? He like sings it a couple of times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He sings it once and then does a reprise later. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. Oh, worst is a uh, treasure planet. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God. Worst is Atlantis. What a great movie. <laughs> I've never actually seen Atlantis it. Atlantis is so good. I know you've said really liked it. So, okay. Um, zero to hero. Zero bad. to Hero is a, a good bad song. song. Oh, you like it? It's a good it was, song. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that that song style. Okay. Um, it's very but, 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 Motown-y. So, I'm going in order of that we received these. Okay. So, the next one next is email. from Peter. From when? Uh, February 6th. Oh, okay. Ooh, so, that's recent. Yeah, it was, it was pretty recent. Yeah. Uh, a week and week two days ago. Okay. Uh, Peter says, hi, guys. Appreciate the shout out in episode 41. Well, Peter, we're shouting you out in this one, too. Hey, oh. buddy. That was me specifically. Yes. What did well, we and you. What did we say about him in the last one? We just well, we were just talking we about how. Him. Yeah, we like him and how when he things? came over and we were talking about him. Did we say good things about him? We, did. No, we said terrible we things said about awesome. Peter. Okay. okay. We were just like, his bachelor party is going to stink. That's what we were saying. I still have to plan that. Yeah, we're working on it. You're working on it. Okay, so um, hey, appreciate the shout out in episode 41. You're starting off very strong in 2019, so keep up the good work. He says a month later. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I fully support Dwight's goal to be more creative this year, and I think a no-refund short film would be amazing. You guys have all the skills you already need. You just need the inspiration and motivation to make it happen. Mm. Alex, don't sell yourself short. You could totally write a script if you wanted to. Solid. I still write occasionally, and it's easier than you think. Peter is a published author. If That's you awesome. Is he really? No. Is he like, is it work on Amazon or something? Um, like that, or? I believe the book is on Amazon. Cool. I know I know he, he has reviewed his own book on Goodreads, which I saw. That's and I was awesome. Like, and I was like, I always forget that Peter published a, we it's like a book of short stories. That's really cool. We should all read it <laughs> and, then, yeah, and that'd review be awesome. it on the podcast. I would do it. Yeah. That'd yeah. be great. That'd be fun. Um. Yeah, a little known fact about Peter. That's so cool. I uh, think everybody knows. I assume by the time you record your next episode that Alex will have made it through at least a portion of The Last Airbender. I have. So I'd like to hear his thoughts on that. I okay. don't want to talk about it. Warning yeah. to anyone who hasn't watched Korra, it's a very different series with a different target audience. Prepare for moody teens and drama. <gasps> but that sounds you, great. But if you like the first series, it's a great way to see more of the world and its history. Uh, I'll end this email with a quick discussion prompt. Imagine you go back in time and you're standing on the set of one of your favorite movies as it's being filmed. What scene are they filming? Who's behind the camera? Who would you talk to? Peter. Okay. So do you want to take this in order? Like, do you want so, to so, discuss so, 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 Airbender first? I will, I will very briefly give my feelings about Airbender in a way that will not upset Tiffany. Too late. <laughs> You talk shit about Sokka, I'm walking out of the room. I said I'm not going to upset Tiffany. I don't upset me. I don't particularly like Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> I'm, That's all we're going to say. I'm 12 episodes. I'm a little over halfway through the first season. And only like two episodes have really captured my interest, which were the Winter Solstice episodes. Mm. Those two episodes back to back were great. Yeah. Everything else hasn't really captured me. Like the the boomy episode was fine. Um, what about the cabbages? The cabbages were stupid. I, the, so far, so far, I'm not real into it. That's that's what I'm gonna say. I'm going to definitely finish season one because I promised that I would finish <laughs> season one. Um, if the ending is good, I will keep pushing forward. Uh, that's where I stand on Avatar The Last Airbender. We've uh, finished it since we've recorded. Yes, we have. Last, because we hadn't finished it yet. Yep. And it's it gets so good. It makes me so sad, because I just want to talk about it, and it's so good, and it gets so much better, and then Korra is so good, too. Tiffany, <sighs> since we finished it, we have got one, two, three, <laughs> four, six Funko Pops that they've released uh, that are Avatar. Um, Tiffany, we've started watching Korra. We are currently on season three of Korra. We're about halfway through season oh, three. Nice. So, um, so we're almost done with it because there's only four seasons and they're only like 10 episodes or 11 episodes yeah. per season, 12 or whatever. Um, and I, for Tiffany's birthday, I got her The Promise, which is... Uh, the first graphic novel that they released after Avatar ended, they've released I think four of them. And so they're still far. making them. Right? Yeah, I they're still through it, and they're still currently making them. Um, so we loved it. I loved it just as much the second I, time. I think I'm the only person on the planet that doesn't like Avatar. It really is universally loved. Like I, I have heard mm -hmm. for years from everyone, you need to see Avatar. You need like 
Brian has told yeah. me, Bonnie yep. has yep. told me, Jesse has told me, mm-hmm. you guys both told me, mm-hmm. well, and Jess has told me. She'll get mad if I don't mention that she told me because she also told me. Like everyone's yeah, just like Jess yelling at more. It's so good, and I'm like, okay. Jess, Corey, Kyle, and Maddie all yelled at me in a text thread once. They were wow. like, "How have you not seen this? You're a monster." And um, my final thoughts so far, meh. It's fine. I will agree that it took a little bit to get into. You're yeah. as far as I'm concerned, since you just said the last episode you watched was the Great Divide. Yeah. You are past the worst of the episode. The Great Divide is, sucks. It's so bad. It's so, it's so boring. It's just like it's, it's bad. Ham fisted, heavy handed mm-hmm. writing. But then it's also it ends on a lie, which is like yep. so out of yep. character for yep. Ang, and yep. I, I yep. did not like yep. it. I I hated that episode, <laughs> but. If if I have if there's more episodes like Winter Solstice going mm, forward, maybe then I'm totally on board. Mm-hmm. So anytime there's a history episode, those are my favorite. You're right. uh, you're eventually coming up on one. I think it's called The Cave. Yep. That I think is the best episode of season one, okay. and I think it's a lot of people's favorite episode. Period. So cool. cool. Um, that one's really good. Uh-huh. I really like one in the second season called Zuko Alone because yeah. Zuko's my favorite. But character. I also think too that the first season is more episodic yep. and then as you, after you get through season one it becomes there's a weird shift in characters like it's like a weird slow burn where you mm-hmm. you realize that okay this is more of a story week-to-week story right. and or an episode to episode story and the character is like just their evolution it's just it's so weird and natural you're yeah. like all of a sudden you're watching an episode in the last season you're like these are not the same characters yep. these kids have all grown so much from the beginning specifically Sokka. That. specifically Sokka and Zuko <laughs> yes. and all Everyone. of them really that's what that's the other thing I was going to say is like so in season one it's like implied that there's like weeks to days like days to weeks to like many weeks between episodes yeah. right yeah. whereas once you get into season two as soon as season two starts it's like minutes between right. episodes it basically it's a continue yeah. it's like it's watching continuous. the um the universe tournament whatever it was called yes. and, <laughs> it's not quite that 40, bad 46 minutes takes like the 50 it, episodes it's not yes. quite that bad yeah. but yes okay how long did planet namek explode when <laughs> frieza said it was gonna five like minutes is how long it had <laughs> over <Yeah>. nine thousand <laughs> close um over nine thousand seconds anime logic yes yeah Okay, so so okay to, to the, the to the rest of his the rest question. of the question. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um. So if you could go back in time and be on Ooh. set for any movie, any of your favorite, any of movies. your favorite movies, what movie would you pick? What scene would they be filming? Who would you talk to? That was basic. Yeah. Basic. Who, who was behind the yeah. camera? So okay. you can take that to mean the director does, or the cinematographer. Does anybody so have something that jumps out at them? The the immediate thing that jumps out to me, and this is a. A weird one because it's I don't even think this movie was on like my top ten. Yep. Um, I would like to go back and I would like to see the shower scene from Psycho being filmed, mm. just because one is such an iconic mm-hmm. scene and the way that it was um, shot and edited and it was a revolutionary for the time and also it's like it's a phenomenally directed right. scene and uh, Alfred Hitchcock is was a genius um, yep. and I would have loved to have just. He heard him talk and, he yep. and heard yeah. him d- direct, even though I, I, apparently he was a monster. Oh, uh, yeah. That's come out. <laughs> rec- yeah. Not recently, but that's come no. out since then. Everybody's new. Um, but yeah, no one no one in the world is good. Um, no. But that would be my answer, would be the, the shower scene from Psycho specifically. It's funny because when you asked me this question like 20 minutes ago or whenever mm-hmm. you first posed it, my first response was 
something by Hitchcock because Hitchcock's my favorite director. Mm-hmm. And I thought about um, specifically Rear Window, which is my favorite win- movie yep. of his. It's your favorite window? It's my favorite window. <laughs> The, the rear it's like, one. It's like rear window's my favorite window, and then probably Driver's Windows ninety eight. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, not XP. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, that was like the first thing that came to mind. But then I gave Tiffany an example, and I was like, "That's probably my real answer." Yeah. So my answer, but I'm trying to think of what scene it would be. So my answer when I was talking to Tiffany was "Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang," Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm trying to think of exactly what scene I would want to see filmed. Helm's I'm, Deep. No, I'm thinking um, Boromir's death scene Ooh. Um, in at the end of Fellowship. It made me cry. It's so good. So like, good. Sean Bean does such a great it's job so in that scene. Um, so does Viggo Mortensen. Viggo like, Mortensen does a great job. Like, it's, it's such a great acted scene. I would love to see. I think that was Peter Jackson directed that crew because they had two different crews mm-hmm. I, I most people i feel like most people know that well lord of the rings lord of was rings. definitely one of the first movies where like the process of making it was a big deal yep. so i think that's relatively common right. knowledge so um there were two crews when they filmed lord of the rings one was headed by peter jackson and the other one was headed by andy circus um and I think Peter Jackson filmed that one. So that's... I would hope. Uh, Amon Hen, I think, is the battle that happens there. Uh, that's the name of the level in the video game. So yes. Yes. Um, and so I would want to be there for that day of filming. Just everything that happened there, but specifically Boromir's death. Um, I'd want to be there for the day where they shot the stuff up on the mountain and Sean Bean had to walk to set because he didn't he didn't he just fly. walk to set he climbed to set in cl- full gear in full gear it's so cool um so yeah I guess that would be my answer and I would fucking bend um Fran and Philippa's ears if they're even on set just to talk about Lord of the Rings <laughs> the whole time <laughs> I'm having a hard time with this one. Your answer is Titanic, and it's no. the scene where, where her no. boobies are out. Kate, that's, <laughs> what, that's what Alex Kate was miming. He knew exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, what I, about, if I'm gonna be completely honest, I would like to be on any movie set at any time yeah. for any scene with anybody directing ever. Because just being on, I've only experienced being on um, a TV set right. with. Mm-hmm you know, my internship with scrubs and stuff, but just being on a set is real cool. So I don't, I don't know. I can't think of a particular scene that I'm like, Oh, I'd love to be there because I'd want to be there for literally anything. What about like Suspiria, the scene where the the glass shatters, but I don't, I I don't know. (laughs) I, I like if I'm being completely honest, any movie, any scene, Anytime, anywhere, okay. just being on a movie set, period. You, you would want to be on the set of Trans Five Mers the last night? On it, like, <laughs> or but, like a racer head when the baby's head is stretching out. But, <laughs> and maybe that's weird. I just love that. It's just the experience of the experience. Of and yeah. I feel like that even like when I did public access, my internship from doing stuff oh, with the right. students at school, it's just like being on part of even making shit in college like being part of a movie set or or a short film or whatever yeah. is just cool and yeah. i think i i just 
pick one for me and stick me there and I'll do it. Okay. I, I agree with you because I remember being in college and, and there was one time on Scrubs where I was visiting you for the day and I got to go on the, the hot set and it what, was... Did you? What, yes. Which um, day it was, was, it was It was... Um, I think it was towards the end because I think it was the day... Not the day of your party. It might have been um, the day of, of your party. The Christmas, uh, the, party. The, the Christmas rap party yep. because it was Turk and Dr. Cox were filming. I think it was their last scene. And oh, I remember right. because we went we in had to, we, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and we were standing there and yeah. we didn't see it, but uh, we were, you were talking to the other intern who was there or someone else mm-hmm. who was another PA. And he was like there, he's like Turk or, um, Donald Faison, he's like, he keeps on messing up. And like, he, he set, turned to the camera at one point. He was just like, I don't want it to end, man. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I remember it so vividly standing in the that. corner of the hallway watching it. And there's this energy when you're on a set yeah. where yeah. Um, it's yeah. like everybody else is quiet and there's yeah. just like two or three people out yeah. there doing their thing. And it's so cool. And you're right, the stuff that we did in college, like, there's something like giddy about like, They've pressed record, and yeah, some people and are out there doing their doing thing, stuff. and we're just sitting here waiting for that magic to be captured. It's so weird. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and I'm having a hard time picking a moment, like maybe Jaws or something, like yeah. when they're out on the boat. I don't know. It's just, it's all here, magical I'm, to me. I'm going to pick one for Tiffany. Okay, Critters 2, um, when nope. the big ball of critters nope. rolls over the guy. It has to be a movie I've seen. Way better. Yes, man. And I, it's going to be the scene where Jim Carrey gets a blowjob from an old lady. There we go. With her dentures out. <laughs> I have never seen that movie. Oh, damn. It would be a really uncomfortable scene to watch <laughs> film. I, I would imagine. say, okay, I, I can say with certainty I would not want to watch a sex scene. Oh, okay. I don't so think any, anyone any would. Any scene but a sex scene. What about like Brokeback Mountain? Would you want to see Jake no. Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger no. have intercourse? No. They're very beautiful. What men. about um, The Dark Knight, uh, the scene Okay, that's where... the only movie set that I don't want to be <laughs> part of. What about Batman and, Begins? And E.T. Pass on both of those. Hard pass. What about Back to the Future? When, um, part three. Back to the Future is not my favorite alone. movie at all. <laughs> you leave part three. <laughs> what um, about what um, about the Avengers? Yeah. One of the scenes where Chris Hemsworth's not wearing a shirt. I'm pretty sure he's always wearing a shirt in Avengers. Okay, fine. <laughs> Thor, the first Thor. That yeah, scene what, where he's not wearing a where shirt. He walks out and he's not wearing a shirt. Avengers two, he doesn't wear a shirt when he goes into that pool. The very like, unexplained pool. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think Jaws scene. would be a good answer. Jaws would be kind of fun. Something that Especially was, like sorry. Jaws, the USS Indianapolis speech. Yeah, just something. Yeah. yeah that yeah. would be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, like, especially being on set with Spielberg would be like. Be fucking weird. Awesome. Especially young Spielberg. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. like, like American Graffiti Spielberg. <laughs> uh, that's Lucas. Oh, Lucas. Yeah. yeah. Idiot. <laughs> I'm so Dummy. stupid. I'm not. I'm off this podcast. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. George Lucas's only good movie. Yeah. Zingo. Some of their war, space wars. I don't know. Hey, Phantom Menace is the best Star Wars movie. Fight me. Are you serious? No. Please tell me you're sure. No, I'm not. Well, in, in today's culture, with like the stupid reverence that the prequels get, yep. which makes no goddamn sense to me, the reverence that the prequels get and the hatred that the new trilogies gets, yep. it, it it bottles my mind. Patches, his... His third favorite Star Wars movie is Phantom Menace. Ugh, that's yeah. wrong. He thinks it's better than Return of the Jedi. Uh, I think no. I think Force Awakens is better than Return of the Jedi. That's fine. But I don't necessarily agree, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Well, maybe well, it is. We can talk about that yeah. an- another yeah. Yeah, time. Yeah. Is, yeah. So um, t- I hope we answered your question, Peter. Yeah, I think in a roundabout way we did. Movies Tiffany are magic. had the best answer because yes. it was the most... Um, oh, thanks. 
heartfelt. And well, just, uh, it was the most visceral, like it, genuine, it was just yeah. genuine. Genuine's the yeah. word I was looking yeah, for. It, it's it, legitimately it, how I feel about it. It doesn't matter what's being shot. I it, think it's just a cool you, thing your, to be part your of. Your answer definitely triggered memories in my Aww. mind. So triggered, yeah. good. Um, okay. Okay. So I think we answered all of that. So we still have one more. Oh, thank you for the email, yes, Peter. Thank you very much, um, Peter. That was a good, that was a great one. I look forward to your bachelor party, which I've totally planned. I'm going to jump okay. out of a cake. Tiffany's not going to be there. <laughs> Tiffany's done that. I have. I have. We've talked about that. Tiffany not, will not jump out of a podcast, cake. But she has jumped out of a cake before. It was a cardboard cake. Dwight will jump out of a cake. Yes. Dressed as Tiffany. Cool. What you should do is you should photocopy her face and then just wear it. You should photocopy my butt. And wear it as and a wear face. It on okay. Your face. <laughs> and like the no, uh, no. I'll just like like put the two holes on the eyes, on my eyes, and that's where I'll cut out a what hole. Holes. The butthole. But like, I only butt have one. Yeah. No, no, uh, no. You 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 copy them, so there'll be two, two buttholes. buttholes. Oh, so you have and two four cheeks. So yeah. four, four, four. Yeah. Cheeks. How else are you supposed to see? You can only see out of the holes. I feel like you'd look like a fly, like a bug. <laughs> yeah, like Cronenberg. Oh. Two butthole eyes. Yeah, you'll look like Jeff Goldblum. Sweet. But from Jurassic Park with the bug eyes. Ooh, the sexy Jurassic yeah. Park one. Life uh, finds a way. Okay, <laughs> so the next uh, one. This one's going to cause... This will be an interesting one. Uh, this, this one's called Dwight is Missing. Uh, is there a question mark at the end of that? Yes, there is. Oh. Uh, I th- so it's just... He must have sent it from his iPhone. It's just the title is just Gmail. So I thought it was a spam one at first. Oh, so nice. I almost didn't open it. Oh, nice. Um, Dwight, I was looking to ask you about Wargroove on the Discord, but you apparently disappeared. Sad face, miss you. Yes, I, I left the Discord. I was uh, getting getting fed up with it, so I just left because I'm a big butt. Um, anyways, what is your opinion on Wargroove? I did enjoy Advanced Wars and was curious about it. Did you ever tell Corey what I said? No. Or, okay, perfect. I wasn't I was... there when you texted me back. Oh, okay. I wasn't still with him. Uh, okay. Uh, love the show. Keep doing you. It's going to keep doing you. <laughs> Corey. Corey's going to keep doing you? I'm going to um, respond with, I miss you too. I don't want Corey to keep doing me. Are you really responding to him right well, now? Well, it, it gave me, because I'm on my phone, it gave me like a quick option of three oh. things at the bottom, <laughs> and one just says, I miss, well, he's missing. So I'm just sending him, I miss you too. <laughs> so Corey's going to be like, like what? what the fuck is going on? So, okay. Um, so, Wargroove is something I was going to talk about later, but since I have it in the email, I'll, I'll mention it now. Um, one of the one of the games I've been playing recently is Wargroove. It is. It sounds a, like a dance party. It kind of is. No, it's not. It's not Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Um, yeah. What is Wargroove? Because I have no idea. So um, back in the early two thousands, uh, there was a Game Boy Advance series called Advance Wars. Oh, geez, I'm doing a disservice. Back in the late eighties, there was this NES series called Famicom Wars. It was a Japanese only. Um, uh, game and it's a turn-based strategy game where mm-hmm. you build an army and you uh, basically fight another person with it. And, and in the early 2000s, they updated it, uh, called it Advance Wars instead of Famicom Wars. Um, there's been like a bunch of them throughout the I years. I know okay. that. Yeah, it's really really huh. unique. Um, and uh, it's a unique uh, series in that sense. But they've also like kept the same maps. So there's like historically like there's like three or four maps that carry over from every game. Oh, it's that's cute. Cool. So Advance Wars, uh, like I said, it's a turn-based um, strategy game where you're uh, moving your troops around a map. You're capturing um, bases to get more money to buy stronger troops each turn. You're trying to either uh, wipe out the enemy team or capture their main headquarters. 
Um, there's different heroes with different powers, uh, different commanding officers, they call them. Mm-hmm. And so somebody is really um, good good with using planes. Somebody's really good with infantry units. And so everybody has their own different stuff like that. One guy's really good with ranged weapon or uh, artillery. Um, they stopped making Wargroove in, I want to, or not Wargroove, stopped making Advanced Wars in like 2007. Uh, there was a couple on the DS that were fantastic. And then the uh, series has been dormant ever since then trying to explain things i know no, you're doing yes. good so thank you judd uh, <laughs> so um chucklefish which is the um studio who has created stardew valley amongst yep. other things so they're very well known for retro retro inspired games and beautiful pixel art yep. said hey if nintendo's not going to make one fuck it we will nice so they have created wargroove which is a spiritual successor to advanced wars basically it's the same style of game there are some differences mm-hmm. um instead of a modern military setting it is a uh, medieval fantasy setting Ooh. um so instead of infantrymen you have uh foot-soldiers instead of artillery you have um trebuchets because trebuchets yeah. are the hotness right now trebuchets are, are better, better than, than catapults. catapults yes i know <laughs> Um, and instead of uh, airplanes, you've got flying imps and dragons. Obviously. And, um, instead of like sea units, you've got like mermen and things like that. So it's um, basically it's relatively identical in terms of the units and the strategy behind it. But there is certain things that are um, they've streamlined in. Uh, so the way that uh, commanding officers work, um, they're no longer just this nebulous thing in the sky. There's an actual command officer unit on mm-hmm. the battlefield, and it's r- extremely powerful, and it can kill most things in like two hits, but if your commanding officer unit dies, uh, you lost. So it's a risk-reward as to how far out you go. Um, there's some easier ways of healing your units. Um, there's several different... Um, the The officers themselves are actually really uniquely designed they're really kind of cool um one's like a mage there's one that's literally just a dog uh it, it its special ability is it's a dog i love <laughs> literally a dog yeah, it is like <laughs> it has like uh, it has like a guard around it and like they're the ones that do attacking and when yep. the dog attacks it just kind of like lays on its back and it's like oh i'm a dog and it's really cute um the campaign is fine um, there's some, re- I have some really big issues with, uh, some of just the quality of life stuff, mm-hmm. um, to give you an example. Um, so you can press the L button, which will snap you to your, to an available unit that you haven't moved on the field yet, which in theory is great. Cause you're like, sometimes you have like 50 guys out and you don't know how, who you, you, you've, the map is so big. You've lost track of who's moved and whatnot. Um, and so you'll press L. Oh, there's somebody I, I forgot. But if you have a bunch of people and you're not and you so you go move one person on one side of the map and you press L it always snaps back to the first person in the queue mm-hmm. so you could like move a bunch of people press L because you're like one, and instead of going to the cl- closest uh unit to your cursor it snaps you back to the beginning of that queue mm-hmm. so you could like be moving a bunch of people and you want to just kind of shuffle through them really right. quickly, like in this order that you have, and it doesn't quite do it. Yep. There's certain little things like that um, that are just not even a polish level. They're just like implementation of UI that, right. that is, is a, a little bit frustrating. And uh, the, the campaign itself, while it's fun is pretty stereotypical, pretty bland, pretty um, obvious and straightforward. It's it's good, fine, but the part about this game that is amazing 
is uh, the customization. Yep. So it has, like all the Advanced Wars games, it has a map editor, so you can make your own custom maps and you can share them with people online. Um, but it also has a campaign editor. Mm-hmm. So you can create strings of missions. You can create a map and you can link these together on a map. It has a full cutscene editor, so you can take any unit in the game, put it into a cutscene, fully animate the way that it moves, um, and put your own dialogue. I've downloaded cool campaigns that I've played through. I've downloaded um, individual little missions. I, I downloaded one that was a... A chess game where like you can only move one unit per turn, That's and it cool. was arranged like a chess thing. There was one that I downloaded where um, there was two columns, and uh, enemies keep on advancing down the columns. So one player is on one side, the other is on the other. And if you kill some someone on your side, it uh, sends. Uh, that unit to the other person's side, so nice. it's it's like if you do well on yours, you're sending more junk and, yeah. and bad guys to the other person. Like so it's almost like a, or Tetris, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, a Tetris. game like that. It's really creative, really cool. Um, there's cross-play with every other platform. So I bought it on the Switch. I can play with someone on the PC. Ooh. I can play with someone on. I, it might just be Steam right now. Yeah. Um, Steam. I don't play many games on the computer, but if you're going to buy this game, you might want to get it on Steam because they are going to support mods. Ooh. So. Um, People are going to just create Advance Wars. Yep. <laughs> like they're definitely going to do this. It is a really cool game. If you like Advance Wars, I would recommend it. I am so bad at these games. Yep. Like I bought it and I'm like I fail so many missions repeatedly. I'm just so bad at them. But I love them. It's yep. it's a it's a really fun and enjoyable game. There's an arcade mode, which is like as you unlock people, you get all these individual like additional side stories with them there's so much content in this game and it was 20 bucks that's awesome but i got it on uh, it wasn't on sale but i had a bunch of gold points saved up so it was like five bucks so that was totally worth the price of admission for me solid i really like war groove i would if you like advanced wars it's right up your alley solid so that's Dwight's review on advanced on Wargroove. very good and advanced wars has some has some mild polish issues for the most part, it's excellent. Awesome. The sprite animation is, is gorgeous. Sprites are beautiful. Tiffany, were you listening to all that? No. Why would she? It's really nope. cool. I wouldn't expect. Neither was I. I wouldn't expect <laughs> anybody to be listening to that. You were just you were um you were hosting that one. I'll so. listen to it when I, I edit. Was, I was just looking at you and going, uh huh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, wait. I, I just so wanna... it's not a dance game. With, no. With battle tanks. Yeah, yeah. For, for honestly, from the title of it, I thought it was gonna be like Beat Saber, like some sort <laughs> of. Like like, I, like Crypto the Necro Dancer. Well, I thought like, like What's some that? sort of some sort of RTS mixed with like yeah. like DDR. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be interesting. Or if you don't like get the right thing, like one of your units blows up. Crypto the Necro Dancer is a rhythm based um, yep. dungeon crawler. Yep. There are, there are skeletons, skeletons and oh, I, I watched you play it. Yes, I did not like it at all. Brian, yeah, it's real weird because you can only move on the beats. Well, instead. moving on the beats is. Beneficial. beneficial if you don't yeah. then you yep. you get either not take damage but you lose bonuses yeah you lose your multiplier yeah um brian uh they played it at uh games done quick mm-hmm. earlier this year and brian was like everybody should watch this and i so i put it on and i'm like i have no idea what's going on and brian was like you should just know that this is really impressive and i'm like okay <laughs> I, I believe it i played it and this was the game that convinced me or solidified my uh, opinion that I do not like roguelikes mm-hmm. just as a blanket statement. What's I, that? Roguelikes are games where you play for a little, like you, you every run is different. Yeah. So, um, 
Binding of Isaac, Enter yep. the Gungeon. I yep. thought you liked Enter the Gungeon. I did, but I don't like roguelikes. Okay. Like, it's just... Cause, so the idea is you play it once, and you start at completely at level zero, we'll say. And as you go through the game, you get new weapons, you get new items, and when you die... That's it. And you restart with nothing the next time you do it. And it's completely randomized and and changed. Mm -hmm. And so like the fun comes from learning what weapons, what weapons, different weapons do, um, different room patterns and different enemy patterns. So you can in theory get further and further. And I'm just really bad at them Mm -hmm. and I don't enjoy them. Mm -hmm. So that's what it comes down to. Roguelikes, big thumbs down from Dwight. So we should make a movie. We should make is a what movie? it comes down What's to. What's it going to be? Like a full movie? Oh, I'm not going to do anything. I just want to stand on the set. That's yes. No, you're not allowed to just stand on the set. No, you, oh. you're the producer. Okay. <laughs> that's the part of filmmaking that Tiffany loved the most. And yeah, that's I what know, she but wanted I gotta to produce do. you two yahoos. Us yahoos. Wow. Yes. Oh, gotta rein you guys in. True. So what's the what's it going to be about? Is it going to be a horror short? Is it going to be a it's, drama? It's going it to be a horror comedy. Yeah, okay. horror oh, shorts. horror comedy. It's going to be a horror comedy. Horror okay, is okay. the most fun, and I think the easiest. It's definitely the easiest. It's the easiest, but it's also the most fun, mm-hmm. yeah. I think. Ours is going to be a horror comedy. Okay. Comedy's um, real hard, It's going to be basically a mixture of Death of a Sale and that horror one you did. Um, Dina. Dina. Yeah. I wanted to say Sylvia for some reason. That's, a, oh, that's the name of the short uh, that we're making is Sylvia. Okay, we're making <laughs> Sylvia. Yeah. And it's going to be like the comedy of Death of a Sale with the horror of Dina. So horrible and horrible? Yes. <laughs> no, I love Death of a Sale. I think it is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot. I think it is so funny. <laughs> I'll have to watch it. Well, that's a, that's a big compliment. If you don't know, Judd, and, Judd, Judd and I wrote. We're that. talking about. Um, it was Judd's idea. This though. was a this was a, a while ago at this point, but there was a public access station that used to do a. Um, they called it the Mass Flash Film it was Festival. A yeah. Flash Film Festival. It was just like you make a movie in five, five days. days. It was five days. Three four? days. Five. It, was, it wasn't five days. It was four. It was yeah. Four. No, maybe it was three. I think it was three. It wasn't. It, it wasn't. 48 hours it no. was longer than that yep. but it five day was from college right yeah was, okay so you had to make a you you went to the the kickoff event and you were you drew a genre out of a hat and i think they had they chose a line of i forget how they did it how they contributed to it no yeah. no, no, no but the way but, the dialogue uh, works because for in college it was you picked it out of a hat i think that they had a required line of dialogue i think they had a required everybody. i think they had a required character line of dialogue and prop i think that you had to incorporate and i think we each picked a genre it might be i don't remember because i think there were elements that were the same in each well, anyway regardless. Y- regardless you picked a genre and you had three days to make this thing mm-hmm, and it was right. pretty fun the first year we did it we we came in Third. Yeah, we came in third the first year Wh- with, with that? horror. That was it was, Dina. and was it was Dina? the first year they had done it. And the second year, we totally got fucking robbed because they put us in a category with all the professional people, even though we weren't. Yeah, they they, they split it from um, amateur and professional, professional, and for some reason, we got added into the professional category. Why? I don't know. You guys aren't professionals. I, no, not at all. <laughs> I, I don't know and why. I don't mean that as an insult. No, you shouldn't. Because like, people who like were in the professional category were like, were like we have our own little studios. Yeah, we have they our were own, like, like legitimate. Like they 
and I hated them. They were a bunch of asshats. I fucking hated them. I hate, and this is why I think I don't make short films and why I don't, I, there's part of the culture that I don't like because everybody's up their own ass. Like, oh, my film is the best film. And well, it's, isn't that what you want? You want to make well, the best yeah, film? Yeah, yeah, but there's just a certain attitude and there's a certain type of person mm -hmm. that like, and that's those people at that in that group were just yep. very much mm -hmm. like that. They were like the kids in college who were like, oh, my stuff is way better than yours. And and yeah, they are talented and they had a lot of talent. Yes. But they were obnoxious and like braggadocious about it, if that mm. makes sense. Oh, like, it does. Yeah, we're fucking better than you. Death of a Sale is hilarious. We got I robbed, also though. liked the superhero one that you didn't That college. was from college. That was <laughs> oh, from the, the five Yeah, day. that was a five-day one. That um, was super fun. I won Best Actress for that. You one, won for me? Yes, I won did. Best Actress. Best, best Actress. <laughs> best she was actress. in it for one <laughs> shot. <laughs> she was barely in it. One shot. <laughs> one Best Actress. One shot. It was awesome. One line. Did you ever see um, our Sci-Fi Double Feature one? Yes. Sci-Fi Double Feature is also yes. awesome. That's that was right. Our, that was the best one we ever made. That one was In my great. opinion. Um, um, I think the, Death of a Sale is the best one. The, thank you. We did also... Well, I was we did a, from We did a War in Warcraft... Oh. That yes. one sucks. Warcraft that, one the World too. of Warcraft PSA. That one sucks. Yeah. Well, I I didn't like the genre for that one. <laughs> yeah, um, it was after school after special. school special. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the superhero one that we made really has grown on me. I, I did it's not hilarious. like it when we first made it. We but quote I, it all the time. We really we quote our, how how up our own asses do we have to be <laughs> to quote our own seven minute short film that we made in college? Like we do yeah. it to each other all the time. What's the line I quote? It's either fingers up their, fingers asses, up their asses or um. Ride the shovel down to safety, <laughs> or um, I like period blood. Period blood is a good one. <laughs> oh, and there were yes, no, and maybe. maybe. Do you <laughs> yeah. want to battle me? We oh, improvised that entire God. movie. It was so great. What were movie. we saying to Peter? Um, no, we weren't saying anything. We <laughs> were just we were talking movies. about our own short film. Oh, so it's going to be a horror comedy. It's going to be a horror comedy. How long? Like I think fifteen to twenty minutes. Because if it's going to be a short, I don't want it to be too long. Um, fifteen to twenty. And so I know. Maybe it's because I'm a I'm like in teacher mode. I'm like maybe we should start with a five minute short. No, okay, five's too short. No, it's not. It's not. If it's done well, it's not. Uh, the script I have in my head is at least an hour. What's the script? Oh. Let's hear it. Oh, I can't tell you right now. I, oh my I need god. To, I need to flesh out the characters a little more. Okay, Alex is lying. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say I'm in teacher mode because I'm just like no, you like when when students say that I want to be like no, you fucking don't. <laughs> you're gonna make a five minute short and it's gonna fucking suck because you are terrible at what you do. Teacher you're of learning. tomorrow's tomorrow's. No, <laughs> I don't mean that. That's not really what I say. But when someone goes, I have an hour long short. I'm like an hour an hour long script. I'm like no, you fucking don't. Do you not understand that everything I say is bullshit? I know. I know. <laughs> I think it's just. I, I think smell it. That's like such a trigger for me because I hear it all the time. Like, oh, oh, trigger warning. like we're going to do. OK, we're doing a film festival. Oh, yeah. I have a half an hour long movie. I'm like, you're not making a half an hour long movie. You're going to barely come up with a five minute well, movie. We should start by doing a five minute ad for like a, <laughs> for a the movie. visual ad. <laughs> for, yeah, for the <laughs> well, it's going to be like don't from um, Grindhouse. I've or, never seen Grindhouse. Oh, Thanks the, Killing. They I had think, um, or no. No. Thanks Killing is an actual movie. It, yeah, Thanks Killing is an actual. What was, was the one? Um, that, it was the Eli was, Roth one. Yes. Right? Um, I can't remember what it was called. People loved it. Yeah. And they were going to make it into a real movie, but they didn't. Um, or something. And Machete was also a. Uh, yeah. A trailer right. for that. They made two of those. But they. So that's what we should do. We should just make a. The trailer. A trailer for a movie. There we go. And then flesh out the movie from there. One of the things I kind of have thought about doing in my head in general is um, because. 
I like anthology movies, yep. so I feel oh, like making like good. four or five shorts and just putting them all together and saying this is a movie right. would be an easy way to make a feature length but, movie. But we need them to have thematic yeah, connections exactly. to make it. Cool. I was going to say thematic connections, but also have all the styles be different. Mm. Oh, I that like, is cool. I like when, um, and, and Trigger Tree doesn't really do this, but yep. it's, there's all a, there's a binding thread, but there's like a werewolf movie. There's like a... Yeah. a um, the, the a vampire, a movie, vampire, yeah. a serial like, killer yep. movie, yeah, um, yeah. Um, they're all James, like different styles. Cin- Cinemassacre. James Rolfe made a movie like that. He made um, a short film, uh, but so he made the same movie I think four times, mm-hmm. and each time was in a different genre. Ooh. Once was a chiller. Once was What's a, a chiller. A chiller is like um, a classic, uh, like '30s monster movie. Ooh, okay. like really I didn't slow. know that was a style of. It, it's, it's I like not, that. It's not an official. No, but term. I, I like that. Uh, there was a slasher. There was like a, a, a pulp version, yep. and like there was, so he did four. Right. So it's exactly what you're saying. Oh. That is a really cool idea. I, I'm thinking thematic. I, I was thinking with elements: earth, wind, oh. fire, water. Ooh, like Avatar? we should just make an Avatar movie. Let's make an Avatar movie because <laughs> we all love Avatar so oh much. Oh my god! But it almost like um. I didn't like New York, I Love You, but Parish Jetame. Um, that movie's good. Have you seen Parish Jetame? Parish Jetame is very good. But a similar thing where they had directors do their own shorts, yep. but they all kind of connected to the Wes city. Craven's was great. And the thematic for that one was Parish. Kind of like yeah. VHS or ABCs of Death. ABCs of Death sucked. VHS 1 was fine. Yeah, we was should fine. do the one, two, threes of No <laughs> Yes. Up to what? We uh, should, up to 69. I, I would imagine 12. We should just do... One, two, three, three four, five. seven minute shorts. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. 11, One 12. about each of us. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. And how Ooh. the other two plot to kill that one person well it should be from the we should tell oh we each tell the same story from each of our points of view. Ooh. That's a good idea. Ooh. That's like um Run Lola Run. Yes. I don't I haven't seen that. That movie's great. It's um basically it's a hour long mo- or hour and a half long movie of this woman running, but it it's um, basically three different versions of how it could have gone. Okay. It's almost like the ending of Clue. Yes, like, kind of um, like the ending of Clue. So like one in one, she like stops to help somebody, and another one, she like bumps into somebody, and in the last one, she takes a cab or something. I don't remember. Um, so like it was w- really good. We'll all be telling a story, and from your point of view, we'll both be bumbling assholes. Oh yeah, because we are. Yeah. <laughs> from my point of view, you'll be like stunningly beautiful, and Alex. She is will... stunningly beautiful. Uh, okay, well then, from both of our yes. points of view, she'll, she'll just be... be played by herself. Yes. because that's how beautiful she is. Obvious. You guys are being um, nice. Thank from, you. Yes, from Dwight's point of view, he'll be played by like someone really hot. <laughs> oh. Can we afford Hemsworth? Can, can oh, we afford Hemsworth? We'll can we get like? Can we'll we get pine. like somebody we know like? I don't know. Dane, really? Dane's pretty attractive. Could, could we get him to play you? <gasps> Probably. Yeah, well, yeah. Dane that would, would be awesome. Could, Dane would help us out. In a and could we get like yeah, Judd would... to play me for my version? Oh my God. That would be because, so like, fun. I think it'd be so. Oh my God. We're doing this. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, that's, love... that's why I said I, I want to really... do one of the emails towards the end. I love this. I that talk about idea. This. Yeah. That's actually a really cool idea. And we each get to direct our own one. Oh, obviously. Oh, I like this. Obviously. Having other people be in it. Yeah, because okay. no, none of so us. So how is this a horror comedy? Oh, uh, we'll, we'll we'll make it work. Um, oh my god! So what's so so each of us are telling I think our Spencer's own. Spencer's going to be the killer. <laughs> oh, Don't give it away. Well, In mine, he's the killer. In he Tiffany's, does, it's somebody else. It's he me. Tiffany's he's he's the baby. hero. He's a little baby. He's sleeping. So I like this idea. So we'll each tell the same. We'll we should come up with a story, and then yep. we'll each put our own spin on it. Right. Okay. So we can all collaborate on the writing of the the 
yeah. straight story, but then we each get to put our own spin on it. I like it. Um, it's each from our per- our own perspectives. So, yeah. Cool. I think it'll be great. I agree. All right. So, the, you've all heard it first here. This is the start of the No Refunds short film. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be It's going to be amazing. Look, look for it's it. It's going to be like that episode of Sunny. Where they, they save the... Um, where they're in the convenience store. Yeah, where, oh, where they're in the convenience yes. store. The Gang Saves the Day, I think yep. it's called. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany's can be the animated section, like Charlie's. <gasps> we can have an animated section. A claymation section. <gasps> that sounds expensive. That sounds... Yes. It'll be like um, Ben Wyatt's claymation <laughs> yeah. in that episode of Parks and Rec. <laughs> It'll be it's like five seconds long. Yeah. I've worked on this for, I forget how many months, like months. It, it was it. weeks, I think. Yeah, but. yeah. I love it. Awesome. Okay. So, we need a name. Um, Sylvia. Oh, yeah, Sylvia. It <laughs> 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 makes no sense now. <laughs> I like that. Oh, yeah, Sylvia. Sylvia obviously. obviously. <laughs> In every other no refunds movie we make, it's just Sylvia two, Sylvia yeah. three, and it has nothing to do with Sylvia, it's whoever she is. It's the working title. Yeah. Sylvia. Sylvia is going to be the name of our protagonist. Oh, it's not Tiffany. No, we should have a fourth character in it that stays the same every time. Oh, that's genius. <laughs> it's God. It's played Sylvia's by Steve Buscemi. Obviously, I haven't seen that show. Me either. It hasn't started yet. <laughs> Why would you tell me I've seen it? We've gone off the rails. Um, yeah, we're there in the were weeds. rails. We're and no we're longer not, near them. We're not. Yeah, we're yeah. in the ditch next to the rails. Okay, Alex. Yes. What have you been up to? I've been doing it, what, so many things, Dwight. What a good segue. No one will be able to tell that we took a break and just restarted, launched into this. Well, don't tell anybody that we took a break. Okay, I won't. Welcome back from the break. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you been up to? Um. So the first thing I I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about a couple movies that I went to see. So, um, the first movie I want to talk about, I went and saw last night. It's Alita Battle Angel, um, which is the new movie from Robert Rodriguez, who people might know for, as the director of Spy Kids. And El Mariachi. And, um, Sin City and Machete. Sin City 2. Um... Spy Kids, Aqua, and one of those Aqua grind Boy houses. and Lava Girls. Yeah, mo- mostly Spy Kids is yeah. really what he's known for. Obviously. Because yeah. he's know what that's the actually you know, greatest, greatest director ever. Um, which is an action movie about... Alita Battle Angel. A, yes, Alita Battle Angel <laughs> Not Spy is, Kids. An, is an action movie um, starring some girl that I don't remember her name. not uh, No one that I know. And Christoph Waltz. And it has Mahershala Ali and Jennifer Conley. And it takes place in this, um, I think, 2563 or some year in the future where cyborgs are pretty commonplace. And um, Christoph Waltz plays this doctor who works on people that have prosthetic limbs and are part cyborg or whatever. Part cyborg. That's what a cyborg is. Um, Part robot. But yeah, he works on cyborgs. Um, and it is like, I'll, I'm just going to give a very brief review. Um, it is a movie. Um, <laughs> it, the, the plot of it is like cheesy YA dystopia, mm-hmm. uh, which is fine. 
Well, it's based on a manga. It's based on a manga, which I started reading this morning because I, I, so the thing I liked about this movie was I liked the world that it was set in, Mm -hmm. but the pacing of the movie was all over the place. It seemed like they were trying to cram too much into a small movie. The movie was two and a half hours, which felt, you felt it, but like the first hour and a half didn't feel that long it was when they started trying to cram so much stuff into the last hour that you're like holy crap what are they doing and so i kind of wish this had been two or even three movies because i liked the world we were in i liked gestating in it i didn't mind the cheesy ya stuff because there's amazing action sequences that's Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, it's Robert Rodriguez. And I thought Christoph Waltz gave a great performance. I thought the girl was great, too. I honestly don't know her name. Computer. Um, and, yeah, the movie was pretty good. Like, it all averaged out to be pretty good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about it. Was the um, the CG on the face distracting, or did they, did they actually pull it off? Because I know they reworked it from yep. the trailer, because the first time it did look terrible. Yep. It's it's weirdly Uncanny Valley. Like, mm. it, it, it pushes real hard. And there are some scenes where I'm like, that looks amazing. And there are other scenes where I'm like, okay, it, it looks not great right now. But for the most part, it looked really good. That's good. Um, Robert Rodriguez has always been phenomenal at, at directing action. Yes. Like I, I read his book, um, Rebel with a Camera, I think it's called. Yeah. yeah. And he describes his like process for it, and he has always been like a very visual storyteller. Yep. And that's the only reason I would want to see this movie is because of the action sequences that he puts on on yep. camera. Yeah, the action sequences are great, and they they are mostly CGI sequences, which is you know. Not hard to believe when we're talking about a bunch of cyborgs fighting each other. Right. But it's it's really well done. I, I really liked the action. Cool. Um, uh, he also made Predators. He also made Predators. I th- didn't and he from direct Dust from Dust? Yeah, he directed from Dust Till Dawn, which was written by Quentin Tarantino. Yep. Um, so the other movie I want to talk about, which I, I would like to talk about more in depth, but I don't know that we're going to go more in depth in it. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't know how interested you guys are going to be in talking about it. It's a movie called Free Solo. Um, it is a documentary that came out last year. And it just came to theaters because it was nominated for the Oscars. So it came into IMAX theaters. And it is a documentary about this guy, Alex Honald, who is um, a rock climber who is notorious for free solo climbing. Um different rock faces and, and, and stuff across the U.S. And if you don't know what free soloing is... just going to ask that. Free soloing means no carabiners, no lines. Holy You're shit. You're doing this on your own, so solo, and free, which means you're not connected to anything. That's, you fall, you die. That's terrifying. That, that's literally what it means. Unless you're only like two feet off the ground. Unless you're, you're just, then it's like, just a sprained ankle. Yes. Did this be guy die? No. Oh, thank God. Um, spoiler alert, he doesn't die. Sorry. Yeah, that's, that's half, like if it's a documentary, that's like half the question. Oh um, my God. I mean, it mediumly is half the question, but at the same time, it's not. Like this is, the movie is a very interesting character study mm-hmm. of what kind of person would do this and they go into Alex's life and like 
look at him as a person and it's so fascinating. Mm. They actually did an MRI on him at <gasps> one point during it being like, there's something weird about your brain because you just do not think like normal people. Mm. And it's very interesting. Like, did they find anything? Um, I, that's, a, that's more of a spoiler than if he dies or not. Okay. Um, but like he, mm. he has this very weird outlook on life where he basically is like, we're all going to die eventually. So, like so, super nihilistic. so why not die doing what I want to do? Like, I don't care. I don't care that I'm 3000 feet up with oh no God. rope. If I die, I die. And like his mom will be like, but doesn't it bother you that it, it's going to hurt me if you die? And he'll be like, you'll get over it. Like, like, y- you know, that's almost like sociopathic. He, he's yeah. like, he's crazy. He, he has a girlfriend. So at, right at the beginning of the movie, somebody asks him, cause he, he wrote a book and he was doing like a book tour and somebody asked him like, does your rock climbing get in the way of your like uh, dating life? How does it affect your dating life? And he was like, yeah, you know, I've had a few girlfriends, but yeah, nothing really sticks. Cause I, I kind of just travel. He lives out of a van. He he doesn't have a house. Uh, was his girlfriend like, um, hello? So so no no. Then he gets a girlfriend. Oh okay. And she she lives with him in his van. And when he's talking about free soloing, the um, it's called El Capitan, which is one of the. Is it like in New Mexico it's or in? I don't know. Okay. I think it's in Nevada, but don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's talking about free soloing El Capitan, which is like been his dream for a long time. He's free soloed all these other big ones. And when he starts talking about that, she's like, are you sure you want to do this? Like she starts getting nervous and they have like very serious conversations about like, I don't want you to die. And he's like, I don't care about dying. Oh my God. Like, and that's it's straight up sociopathic behavior. That's not being able to see anyone else's point of view. It's or, very wow. interesting to, is. to, to watch it. Like, like the character study is very interesting. And then it's also really interesting to watch because to film a movie like this, you have to like 24 seven. You, type you, of thing. you have to not just 24 seven. You have to be a rock climber because like that everyone on the crew was a rock climber oh, because wow. they had to like, follow him around on the rock things. face like um that's fascinating so like were they free soloing no they Obviously. were they, oh my god they, can you imagine with the camera <laughs> they, they they were all Jesus but Christ. but they like they they show how they they uh discuss like okay where can we have our camera when you're at this part of the climb like we don't want to get in your way or get in your head so like where can we be and like one of the camera guys that that was on the ground doing the like just the big shot yeah. of him climbing the wide wide chat couldn't even watch he would like <gasps> he would like move the camera and then be like and he'd be looking the opposite direction That's he's like crazy. I cannot watch if he falls because they're all like friends because it's such a tight knit oh like, they're friends with him yeah like all all big rock climbers are friends with each other is what I found out from this <laughs> like that there it's a, well, sure a, a really small it's a tight knit community I don't think it's small as so much as it's tight knit right it's, it's just a, it's it's a tight knit community so like they're all friends so they were all like it's really cool that he wants to do this but it's so hard to watch him do this that's like interesting to me because I. I don't know if I'm a, a fan of documentaries where the filmmakers interject themselves in yep. because that adds a level of 
uh, objectiveness, right? Or like it, it adds. A, obviously, every single um, documentary has a bias and has a narrative that it's pushing. Yeah. Uh, this is more of a character study, so it's not like yeah. the Walmart one that I watched at one point, right? Um, or like Blackfish or, or something, yeah, yeah. or uh, King Corn, things like those. But um, so it's interesting. I don't know how I would like that. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I, I prefer my my documentaries like uh, American Movie, where it's yep. just like we're gonna stick this camera here and we're gonna let you talk yep. to us. Yeah. You know? So yeah. But that sounds really cool. It, it's very interesting. I I highly recommend cool. it to literally anyone. I I originally wanted to go see it. Uh, my friend Jared is is a rock climber. He likes rock climbing. So I originally the, was. Is like, he friends with everybody? No. He <laughs> he did, he's not like a professional rock climber. Is he free solo? Um, no, he doesn't. Um. But I, when I saw that this movie was coming to theaters nearby, I was like, oh, Jared, do you want to go see it? And he was like, I, I love Alex Honnold. Like, he, he loves the guy. And I was like, well, let's go. And he's like, I'm super busy this week. And it was only in theaters for one week uh. in our area. So I went and saw it without him. And I was like, it's awesome. You should take him to see Jailed Multi. It's the opposite of Free Solo. Nice. Wow. Awesome. I spent that the last was a like, great, like 45 seconds. That's a great it. way to end that. It was segment. a good joke. It was, uh, it was acceptable. Um, but yeah, Spencer like scratches. I highly recommend it. Um, it is like, even though I was pretty sure he was going to live the whole time, the part where he does the free solo climb is just gut wrenching. It's is so, it El Capitan? so like, hard to watch El Capitan. Yeah. It's so hard to watch. It is. Hmm. awesome i I, it's thrilling (laughs) yeah even knowing now like that he doesn't die i still don't know if i could watch it without like cringing oh being so i'm having anxiety thinking about it it is anxiety inducing but like in such a fun way like i i loved every minute of this movie i I thought it was amazing um and then i looked up online the director who's also a rock climber and he had done another movie called Miru, which is on Netflix, if anyone's interested in watching it. It's not quite as good as Free Solo, in my opinion. But it's also very interesting, which is about three guys that climb the mountain peak right next to Everest Ooh. called Miru mm-hmm. or Meru. It's M-E-R-U. And it's supposedly the hardest uh, mountain to climb because, like, now you can get sherpa up Everest. Everest yeah. Yeah. No yeah. one had peaked miru ever um so these three guys really wanted to do it one of the guys was much older and he'd always wanted to do it and he tried several times he was like oh if i die i die and this is no it did he was the exact opposite he was like i don't want to die i have a family like i can't i can't do this sort of thing but it was always his dream to do it so if you're looking for something while you're waiting for free solo to come out watch miru um it's a good documentary nice. made by the same guy he's actually one of the guys that climbs the mountain so he's working oh, cool. he's doing all the camera work for the entire movie because oh, wow. there are only three guys going up wow. that's, that's crazy that sounds like crazy and intimate and i love it yes documentaries are cool there's a doc coming out or came out that i want to watch about um this chinese company that comes to um it comes to like one of those like uh places that like uh the coal mining had shut down or mm-hmm. something like that and they're opening up this big factory and it's all about um the american workers who come into this chinese facility and the chinese um people who are running the facility and just the uh 
differentiation between American work ethic and Ooh. Chinese work ethic yep. and how like in China how the cultures yeah, are different. How, how in China people live like people when you get a job in a factory, you move to the factory and you work there seven days a week for like ten hours a day. Wow. And like they yep. didn't and China was shocked that people over here only wanted to work eight hours a day yep. for five days a week and like go home to their families and stuff huh. like that. And it was just a really big like culture clash yep. around work ethic and work. It just sounded fascinating. Yeah, that to sounds me. interesting. Because it was all about like another like I think it was trying to like not replace Walmart, but it was like a a major factory had shut down and this was like people in town and from what I understand, like they had the documentary crew had complete um fly on the wall stuff from Ooh. the moment the facility opened. Oh wow. So That's it was cool. like they were from the they were from the beginning and like there's all these like scenes of like behind closed doors, like the uh, heads of the company being like, What the fuck are these people thinking? And mm-hmm. it's just wow. interesting stuff that like when I love it when you were watching a documentary and you get to a point where the, the subjects of the documentary have forgotten that they're in front of cameras because yep. yeah. yep. they're so unguarded and the things they say is just like, it's almost like um, Borat. Yep. Like yep. a weird yeah. way to... It's a weird, weird non-parallel no, version. Yeah. Yeah. You do... People, who, people are who they really are when they don't yeah. know they're on camera. Or they're crazy. Have you ever seen Jesus Camp? That's a messed up documentary. I haven't seen that. It's about you've, a Jesus camp. You've told me about that, yeah, it's though. it's fucking weird. Anyways, documentary. So is that... <laughs> sorry to go that, on. That, 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 was, that was all I had to say. Um, see Free Solo is really what, <laughs> what I wanted to say. An American movie. Yeah. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> Coven rhymes with oven, and that's just... So, Tiffany, what have you been up to? Yeah, so today was a day... Um, apparently... New York toy toy festival is going on and toy show. show, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I've been following the Funko posts all day. You guys don't know what Funko pops are. You must know what Funko pops are. I'm not going to explain it. Who doesn't know what Funko pops are? These little vinyl things that have taken over our lives. But what did it start with today? The office. The office. Yeah. The office was the first one. So Funko Pops, there's there's things for everything, um, and today they had. I'm, I've been wondering when they were going to do this. The Office Pops came out, and then a little while later they announced them. They, they announced, announced them, it. Yeah. They announced that, and there are prototypes and stuff. They're not, you know, to market yet. But I'm assuming New York Toy Toy Con or Toy Fest or whatever is just for all the major toy makers to promote all their stuff it's like a comic-con it, it's um basically it's a big trade show yeah. where all the toy companies come together with their designs and what they're going to be releasing yep. in the next couple of years um yep. Yep. i know that like um bluefin tashimi has a lot of stuff um jack specific does a lot of things funko is one yep. of the big ones yep. as well yep so it's all about the prototypes and they have like, a lot of statues on display yep. and a lot of yep. action figures it's really cool because that stuff is really big now um because our generation is the ones buying the stuff with all the disposable income. Because we're all nerds. Because we're all nerds. So so the office ones came out, and that's really cool. Uh, we have, like, Kevin with the chili and, and book face, Jim, and some <laughs> cool ones. And then, Dwight, you sent me a little while later, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. And I was like, cool. Like, And I went on the thing, and I was like, oh, there's, you know, Alan Ripley from Alien and stuff. And then a few more hours passed, and then I was like, holy fucking shit. There are Jaws Funko Pops coming out, and then like Men in Black, and then like just this list of of Funko Pop after Funko Pop after Funko Pop, 
And this just started my brain, like, because I'm looking around in even our room, like, we just went on a, you know, we're still trying to find all the Avatar ones, and there's, you know, we, they're everywhere. So, like, at what point does this become something that isn't a thing anymore? I don't, like, it's just such a weird phenomenon that has grown and hasn't stopped, and they're continuing to have more properties and have more releases and things and people wait in line for them. Like I've waited Mm -hmm. in line for con exclusive ones and stuff. It's just like, where does this end? Because it hasn't. And I'm like, it's weird. It's a weird thing to think about. And I just wanted to talk about that. The thing that I find fascinating uh, as somebody who also owns a a ton of Funko pop, we have not as we haven't seen, I don't have as nearly as many as you, but looking around, the sheer number that you have and the sheer number that I have and the fact that we have so few in common blows my mind. Yeah. Like that shelf is the only place we really the have the saga, the, the, the saga whole, shelf. All the saga ones. I don't, you don't have Avatar? I don't, I don't have Avatar. <laughs> we have a enough. ton of Marvel ones. But we like, have a ton of Beauty and the Beast ones. And I, I have some of the, I think I have a couple of the same Marvel ones, but like all my Marvel ones are different. I have a ton of Star Wars ones, yep. Game of yep. Thrones yep. ones. Yep. yep. Um, Cowboy Bebop, like all of our fandoms aren't lining up. Like, like I have the Monster Hunter ones. I got all the Dragon Ball ones. Yep. Like, it's so it's so interesting because like I have the same thing with my other friends. Like, I'll be at their house and I'll be like, "Oh, you have these Funko Pops," and it there's so many of them, and it seems like nobody gets the same ones. Well, this is well, this is what I was thinking about today because obviously Dwight and I love Jaws. Men in Black is on my list of favorite movies. Men in Black isn't something that I can go out and go, oh, let me go buy this Men in Black merchandise. Yeah. So the thing that I think that Funko has done really well is like you are able to buy for ten to twelve dollars. You know, if you're buying just a regular one, something that represents. Parks and Rec, yep. something that represents The Office, something that represents, they have Garfield ones, something that Harry represents Potter. They have like Harry sports Potter, ones. Yeah. sports, they just saw they have um, baseball mascots, but it's something that you can buy that represents a fandom that you can display in a cute way because they're super cute. So yep. it's like, I think that's why they've stayed around so long because they're just so diverse and they're inexpensive. Yep, I, I have found that there are two camps of people when it comes to Funkos. It's, well, technically three. Mm -hmm. Um, But the two that I'm initially talking about are the people who love them and think that they're adorable Mm -hmm. and they're a great way to display cheap versions of your fandom. Mm -hmm. And there are people who fucking hate them Mm -hmm. because they think they're either tacky or they're more of like a quote-unquote higher-end toy collector. Mm. Um, so, for example, Alex, the statues of the turtles that you have gotten me. Yep. Those, are, they're, they're, those are way better than Funko Pops. They are. But I have a Captain Marvel statue that yeah. you got me for there, Christmas. There are yeah. people who feel like if you're not getting that type of toy display, mm-hmm. yep. then you're buying a piece of $10 junk. Uh, yeah. Which, I'd just like to be clear, I also got you a box set of the Funko Pop t- yeah, yes, for our did. wedding, the the glow-in-the-dark Which ones. are like super rare. Because really? they, they were Amazon exclusive and Ooh. blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's a but different aesthetic, though. I agree. Yeah. So it's two different. Yeah. I, I'm just but saying. Yep. There, I, there are I, hoity-toity people that are like, oh, yeah. you get Funko Pops. I get statues. It, it is. In, yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a weird like elitism yep. within yep. the toy world. You're going to find that no matter what oh, you, yeah. what you yeah, get into. Everything. But 
excuse me. Um, it's I like them. <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't have this well, many I if I didn't know. like they're them. They're just they're, so cute. Like there's, like you were saying, Tiffany, yeah. the just the level of different fandoms that they have is astonishing. I have Dragon Ball ones. I have horror icons. I have Monster Hunter, Avatar, Saga. Like it's nuts the the level of this. And yeah. to your question as to will this ever stop being profitable i don't foresee it in in the near future i think that it's got uh, it's been what roughly 10 years since the since this version of the funko or of the pops have started and i I, they they have evolved so much since they started because before they were all just like this standard little stocky pose and now they have uh, things that they're holding. They have flocked ones. We're talking they about have the Avatar ones. They're Avatar ones. They have all these poses. They, they all have like these little effects on them. They, like uh, Aang has like this clear plasticky air that he's riding, and like Sok- or Katara's got the water wrapped but around her. But even just look at like the old Bell. Yeah, you have and new so Bell. many different I have, versions. They're of them. right up there. But like the there's there's the the sculpts are different yep. like they've evolved mm-hmm. the, the beast the yeah. beast one the old beast is so small yep. and now they're huge and, and they make oversized ones and they make vehicles it's it's been very cool to watch it evolve and to to have some of the older ones yep. it's kind of neat like i have mordecai and rigby up there that are like those are a couple hundred bucks i don't even remember Ooh. why i have them. mordecai and rigby from regular, from regular show. show oh okay um but it's just such a weird thing and like i think about i'm like you know this is our generation's like collectible stuff. Like if you think about yeah, generations, like and I'm kind of joking around being like, Oh, when we die, like what are our grandkids going to do with all our Funko pops? But it's like, we don't have, you know, heirlooms and fine China and stuff displayed in our homes. We have these little plastic things with beady eyes. Hey, don't forget about those those Ninja Turtle statues. <laughs> no, those I, will be worth no, something when you guys die. They're worth something already. I expect I, I, them to be willed to me. I can't get a raff. If you think that <laughs> Tiffany's, if, if you're outliving Tiffany, neither I'm of us are Highlander. outliving Tiffany. No, you're right. No, but <laughs> she's. The, but those turtle things. The uh, the the only one I'm missing, and I'm so pissed, is the Raphael. And they, I have a eBay alert for them. They regularly come up, and they're three hundred to five hundred dollars. Wow. I'm never gonna get the Raphael one unless like I just hit the lottery. Unless I hit the lottery, or I'm like this year for my tax return, I'm, I'm setting aside five hundred bucks for the next and Raphael. You just to need come to convince up. her that that's okay. When we get our tax returns, we split them, and we can oh. each do with yeah. them what we, we will. We, nice. we, we put money in savings. We put yeah. money towards vacation. Last year, I bought a lightsaber, and she didn't say yeah. boo. Well, that because, was awesome. Because we took <laughs> we took is. money. We bought a mattress. We bought yep. a shed. And then we each yep. had like a few hundred bucks to do whatever we wanted with. Mm-hmm. I bought running sneakers. Do I bought a lightsaber? Yeah. To, be, but, to be fair, that, that they just look wrong without a Raphael. I fucking do. But I mean, Raphael's the worst. I'm gonna so. start a GoFundMe for my Raphael. <laughs> 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 or I'll, we should I'll, start a. Pa- the, I'm gonna start a Patreon, and the, the first goal is gonna be get Dwight. Start a Raphael. The Shredder yeah. looks pretty lonely too. Yeah. Where's um, you know, Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. Rock Krang hasn't even been released yet. Uh, and Bebop and Rocksteady. Well, your birthday's coming up, right? We're not talking about elitist statues. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but what I like about the Funkos as well is like you can do different themes. Like you've got um, like a, a woman theme I, out in, there, our, like in a, the kitchen like, where women belong because that's where the food is. <laughs> You're the one who picked the spot. Yeah, I said where the food is. <laughs> where? I'm sorry. I want to be in the kitchen because that's where food is. Um. Food lives in the kitchen. I live in the kitchen. Food lives in my belly. Food is that's 
I'm okay with women being in the kitchen because that is where food is made and I get to eat it. Yeah, but to say that that's where they belong they can, do. could be viewed as a very sexist comment. I'm aware. I, so, but, but yeah, I have a whole shelf of just, I have everyone from Wonder Woman to Rita Repulsa from Power Rangers to Captain Marvel. I have Squirrel Girl because I got the exclusive, like the, the, the box when they yep. did the boxes. It, did you move Leia out there? Leia is somewhere. No, uh, you, you moved her because you were looking for her stand. Yeah, I yeah. moved her out somewhere. But Leia I just and got Mary Poppins. I, I just got well, and I got Carmen San Diego. Ooh, yeah, she's real cool. Um, didn't they make a new show on Netflix? Yeah, they did. I never saw. We it. have to watch it. It just came out. But like, oh, sorry. When? When does this stop? Because never. every time I think it's gonna stop, something a day like this happens, yep. and I'm like, you know, I never thought they would ever do. I would ever have the day that I would be able to, in one day knock off on my list jaws and yep. men in black and, and to own something office. to own something that i can display that's just like i'm gonna pay 30 dollars to get three things that i can put in my office that go oh she likes jaws she yep. likes men in black she likes michael scott like mm-hmm. it's I mean, cool i think as long as media keeps getting made they're yeah. gonna keep making yeah. funko pops mm-hmm. yeah. like like because of the era that we live mm-hmm. in, where mm-hmm. people get really, really like immediately, they, they they get attached to Look at a TV things. show or a movie or like yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Like the as long as that keeps happening, yeah. video games and just anything. Like I bet they'll release Red Dead Redemption Two or like oh that'd be cool or like a, a God of War Funko Pops. In they the have next, God of War. They've Funko already Pops. made the God of I, I mean, like the new God of War Funko yeah. Pops for the new series. Um, they, they'll do that mm. because people like love those games. Yeah, and, and characters. Destiny had some. like Destiny yeah. had some. I bet there are Dark Souls ones. Like, oh, yeah. there's there's all these different fandoms. Because the generation that we're growing yep. up in is yeah. like w- they get hyper addicted to something, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that that's a bad oh, thing. Oh, it's not. Like, um, imagine if they made Smash Bros. Funko Pops. Well, they're making. They did. Po- they're called Amiibos. Yes, and yeah, I own, I know, and I own I them all. No, no, no. I'm I'm not saying Amiibos. What if they made Funko Pops? Would well, you then need to get Pokemon? Every- Thank you. They're doing. They have, uh, they have the Bulbous- Pikachu's already out. And Pika- I, yeah, but that's a Target, a Target exclusive, exclusive, and there was a whole gone. thing with the Target employees yeah. snatching them before whatever. But and, they're making Bulbasaur. But they're doing Bulbasaur. Yep, they're, sure they're doing like do. a Pikachu line. So like, it's only a matter of time before Funko is kind of like a Disney, and they just acquire the license yeah. for everything. They must get them so cheap because they have Disney licenses. Yep. They have Gravity Falls licenses. They have, they have Saga. They have everything. everything. It's nuts. They had Boss Baby Funko Pops. Like, Oh, why didn't we have all those? But you know what I mean? Like, everything that exists, mm-hmm. like, there were um, um, classic... Uh, Universal Monsters ones. Yeah. There were yep. like they made the Hanna Barbera ones. Monsters, Hanna Barbera. Like there's Hanna Bull ones. Like yeah, um, there are yep. just when I, I just don't know. It's a rhetorical question because I'm addicted to buying them. Like I sat through. We went to Barnes yep. and Noble and I sat on the floor and dug through and like it's so much fun to just go through and be like, oh, I'm looking for this one or like, oh, they came out one, with this. Like when we found a Zula, like we found a Chase one or a, a, GameStop, a GameStop exclusive, exclusive. that was like already sold out in like three other places and we found one at yep. one and we were like, holy shit, we have like we have to buy this yep. because it's exclusive and we have it. I like, waited in line for um, 
Erin for she wanted Quirrell when they came out with the um, New Harry York Potter. Comic Con ones, and I was the second to last person in line that got one. Like your, they, your sister and her wife have a wall of Harry covered Potter, I, all in box. Like they left the, all the Harry Potter and ones in box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's I blame myself for that because I was the one that bought the first ones, and like. That was the thing I was going to say yeah. is they are such easy gifts to they give. I, like you were saying this the other day when Brian gave me some Alex. Yep. Like, yeah. yeah. They're just like. They're the, the easiest gifts to give. But then it gets to a point where like Brian sent me a message or, at Christmas and was like, what Funko, what Dragon Ball Funko Pops does Brian, uh, does Dwight have? And I'm like, um, I know he has this one and this one and this one. And he's like, does he have Master Roshi? And I'm like, oh my God, how do I figure this out? And then I text Me, your yeah. wife because yeah. I know you have so many. I'm like, I don't know which one he has at this point. For Dragon Ball, like I got all the or- initial wave. And then they started, like it gets oh. hard at points because yep. like they start coming out with exclusive ones here and um, just like variants there. Yep. And it's like, how many times am I going to fucking buy Goku? Yep. And like I've so, given up yeah, on that. And or, for like, me, I'm like, I love Parks and Rec, but then, then I get picky and I'm like, well, I don't really like the design of this. I can't really tell yep. that this is Leslie Nope or like this just looks like a generic girl like not april like it's like so like and that comes with the issue with it being a 13 dollar yeah, vinyl right, figure yeah. like you're not going to get the crazy detail of the sculpts of these beautiful ninja True. turtles figures yeah let's not I'm, forget about those yeah beautiful ninja three ninja turtles. Turtles figures <laughs> we'll post a picture of him on the uh, facebook but well, like, the other the other thing too is that we watched speaking of documentaries we watched the documentary about funko and like the people really that cool. run the company are just so fucking likable yep they're having fun doing it. So it's like, it makes you like want not want necessarily want to support it more, but like, it makes you not feel bad about buying them because like they're, they seem like anyway from this documentary, like genuinely just good people that are just doing something because it brings people joy. Like they do a fan of the week on Facebook. Like they're always like engaged with their fans and I don't know. And then, then there's like the crazy shit where like, um, because I, I kind of I follow a bunch of like Funko like Instagrams and Facebook because it's fun to see like other other people collect. Um, Disneyland did one that was Alice and the Teacup, and it, they were selling. People it were for, pissed about that. They right? were selling it for fifty dollars, and it didn't sell. And it didn't sell. I that. <laughs> so like there, so like there are things where they're starting to do things like that, or like partnering with different people for exclusives. Like there's a ton of like Walgreens exclusives. Yep. That was weird. So like there becomes this point where sometimes it's like difficult to buy the ones you want like yep. like Ms. i want Marvel. super saying three she, goku she stole my my point yeah, yeah. oh, <laughs> oh the i'm sorry Cam- the camilla khan miss marvel i've been waiting one. to say that for like what? 10 minutes oh, it's the <laughs> about chases and chases exclusives, and exclusives? I, i've been waiting because <laughs> you, Alex, yeah. how do you, you guys feel... have been going back and forth sorry. and i'm like i don't want to interrupt yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex, how do you feel about chases and exclusives for fuck chases and exclusives no i agree what makes this a chase like we've asked uh newberry comics what makes this a chase oh it they have blood on it or it glows we, in the dark we, we were at newberry comics and they have a case filled with yeah. like certain yep. chases that they have and there was one i was like looking at the um the audrey 2 from little shop of horror and yeah. i was looking in the case and it was like chase it was 50 bucks and i was like what's the difference the guy goes oh there's some blood on the lips and i was like are you, that's, that's are it? you serious yeah. it glows in the dark and he was or like a, yeah i know it's stupid or it's a different pose because like yep. i was just looking at the um I think it was the office one. The, the, no, the men the in black topi? ones. The the is it a neuralizer. The neuralizer with um, what's the dog's Frank. name? Frank is the regular one, and the chase one is like him with um, the noisy, noisy cricket. cricket. So, and I'm like, okay. 
cool. So the two points that I wanted to make were one about chases and yep. exclusives, mm-hmm. which I think is really silly and annoying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. And people buy um, them and like sell them for 50 bucks. Yeah. And yeah. the second thing was um, you made a point about variants. Yeah. And I felt that it was very necessary for me mm-hmm. personally when I started collecting Funko Pops. I went, I'm only going to get one of each uh, type. Like yeah. uh, when I started getting the Overwatch ones, I'm like, I'm only going to get original skin. Yep. Yeah. Like regular Overwatch pops because yep. uh, because like after wave three they started going oh here's Zenyatta in his Cthulhu outfit here's yep. like and and they're so cool looking and yeah. I'm like I want these but at the same time I'm like I can't fall down that rabbit hole yeah. because then I'm gonna have like six Zenyattas and seven Lucios and like I, I, it's just gonna be obnoxious so like you're gonna be like me and have every bell yeah except for the the movie one the i new ran movie out of place to put all my dragon ball ones it, it, so that's why i basically stopped it would, it would drive me insane if i was a col- an actual yeah. collector yeah. like mm. being a casual collector is great or collecting for things that are limited like the, the saga, saga ones because yeah. the they're all on clearance out now and they're well the saga ones are one the saga ones are limited i also don't feel the need to have the variants because like the variant between the Elena wheel. holding the baby and having a gun. Hey, we have those. To me, I'm just like, those are basically the same pop. I don't care which one I get. Some yep. of those we got because we found them on clearance. Yeah, they were like five, like five bucks. Like the, the Lion Cat Lion with, Cat with, with the blood, blood was yeah. five, five bucks. bucks. I don't care about Lion Cat with blood. I would want the Will with blood. Yep, that, one looks, that one's really expensive, looks really though. cool. And I like the variant. Um, pink Lion Cat. Nope, not Pink Lion Cat. Uh, Prince Robot. I like, oh, his, yeah, dark, I like yeah. his dark costume. Yeah. But like, I, I start... Um, the like mm-hmm. I've talked about on here how much I like Lord of the Rings. I don't have I have one Lord of the Rings yeah. Funko Pop. I think it was the first one I ever got because somebody gifted it to me. That's how it always starts. It's mm-hmm. Gandalf, and I'm like, this is cool. It can stay alone. I don't need it. Yeah. I've thought about if I ever do fall down that rabbit hole, only getting the Fellowship. Uh, that'd be cool. That's cool. But yeah. at the same time, I'm just like, man, that's that's a slippery slope. Dude, once you go down that rabbit hole, like that's what I was. That's what I said about um the amiibos. Yep. I was only gonna get the original twelve fighters, yep. and now I have them all. Yep. Yeah. Like it, it's it's so hard. That that's one of the things that I love and hate about Funko Pops. I'm just like, I can have everything to show off my favorite fandoms, yeah. but at the same time, they are just gonna keep pumping them yeah. out. Like especially for a series like. Like um, like Lord of the Rings, like or... no Marvel or Lord of the yeah. Rings or Game of Thrones, with where there's so, so many, many characters, characters. Yeah. you could they can just keep pumping them out, and, and you can keep the, buying. At them. the same time, too, you can pick and choose. Like yep. my favorite character from whatever is this. I'm yep. only gonna get mm-hmm. yep. this character. But the issue with that, not well, what Tiffany's saying, yeah. what Alex is saying, is if, if you now turned around and said, I want to start collecting Lord of the Rings, yep. getting the back catalog you of Lord can. of the Rings would be impossible or super yep. expensive. I, yeah. I Today, I think it was today, I looked at getting the Firefly Pops because mm-hmm. it's my favorite show. Firefly oh, Pops? Spoilers. Right. They're all in the vault. They're oh. all they're all already vaulted except for Wash. So right. Jane, never, Zoe, yeah. and Mal are all vaulted. Um, Kaylee, there was and Kaylee, Kaylee there? and Kaylee. Kaylee's vaulted. So those she four, the umbrella. Yep. those four Parasol. are vaulted, and Wash is the only one that's not vaulted. They never made a Summer or a Simon yet. Weird Summer. That's the actress's name. Jesus, River, River, River. River. I, got, I know what you meant. River or a Simon or a book. They they haven't huh. made those. 
And I'm just like, man, I would love to get all the How much the entire they? crew. The vaulted ones yeah. are expensive oh, yeah. because they're in the vault. They do the same thing that Disney does. You know, so stupid. this movie's in the vault. Can't buy it. That might be different for Funko though, because yep. like that's a licensing issue yep. as opposed to Disney, who's just like we're going to be dicks yep. and create uh, false scarcity. Yeah, false false scarcity. scarcity. So yeah, like huh. I both love and hate Funko Pops at the same I time. Agree. I know what you it's mean. It's such a weird like. I love this summer when I put together my shelf and put together my displays of my Funko Pops. I'm like, this is awesome. When we did our shelves. I like our like displays. Like Your for displays the most are part, awesome. they're they're all themed yep. in some capacity. Yeah. Which is fun. Well, the other thing I was just looking at too is like, I know you just got me Gizmo for my birthday, the Gremlin, but they mm-hmm. have like the vinyl line and they mm-hmm. have the plush rock candy. The plush line. They have the rock candy. The they dwarves. have Dorbs, they have plushes, they have blind bags, they have Pez dispensers, they have pens and pencil toppers. Yeah. It's like, it's so overwhelming. And some of that stuff, I'm like, I wish, but like, then I look at the little vinyl. I have Gizmo and, um, is that Stripe? Who, I don't know what guy No, it's just a generic, generic gremlin, gremlin with the one that wears the, the 3D, 3D glasses. glasses. Like, I have a couple, I have the Captain Marvel rock candy, I have Belle. So I have different ones from yep. the different lines. So it's like you, they also have apparel. They have yeah. p- they have a pin line now. Ooh. They started releasing pins, and I looked I'm at them, really and I'm like, pins. "Oh my god, I want." They get have them. cereal. Uh, yeah. Yes, they do. We it's were just so at weird. GameStop, and they have Pac-Man. <laughs> guys, we have Pac-Man. Mega Man. Guys, people are worried about Disney taking over the world. I should. I think we should be worried about Funko. There are artificial intelligence <laughs> overlords. <laughs> I have all the mad. I have all the original planeswalkers from Magic. Oh my god, we're obsessed. Yeah, it's but it's like I can't think of a person. I don't personally don't know anybody who um, doesn't have them. But actually. Every once in a while, like some of the like older people, like some of the people I work with, they're like, "Oh, what are those? Those are cute." Like, and there are people that don't know about them or don't oh, collect it's them, and it's we- it's it's very weird to me. I'm like, how do you not? Yep. Anywhere you go, you go. I went to Michael's today to get like stuff at the craft store, and I was like, "There they are have, Funko Pops at the craft store." They have the blank ones, right? That you can create. I don't own. know if that, that there was an exclusive. I don't know. If they're probably gone uh, um, because people Bob are ravenous. Ross. But like, you go to Walgreens and they yep. have them. CVS has them. Walmart, Target, like, name a store that like doesn't have Funko Pops. McDonald's. My mom does not own a Funko Pop, but my dad owns two. What are they? Walt and Jesse. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, they're making Cheech and Chong ones. To, they just announced those today. Oh, he. Uh, I better get him those. Yes, I got to go my... with his Walt and Jesse. They're sitting like on his dresser in his bedroom. That's, awesome. <laughs> that's adorable. I got my mom for Christmas um, the Jan Brady and George Glass nice. con exclusive. When George Glass is like just an empty slot, and yep. I was like, "Mom, you have to keep this in the box because that's the joke is that there's only because George is a fake boyfriend." And I got my dad Rudy. For Christmas. Yep. I don't remember who it might. I either got it or my sister got it for my mom. Um, my mom loves flower from Bambi, Bambi. Oh, and they nice. had flower pop. So I know we got, I know she owns that one. That's the only one she owns. Yeah. I asked my dad at one point, I was like, Hey, would you ever be interested in anything like that? And he was like, no, <laughs> I think they do car pops. Well, I think they have cars. They have like Back to the Future ones. No, yeah. Like, oh, oh no, I think right. they like have like actual oh. cars. Ooh, do they have GTOs? I don't know if they have like huh. that GTO, kind of classic car. I I don't know if they only have famous cars, like yeah. but they, they yeah. could have like. I wouldn't be surprised if they make one that's like the car from Bullet, which would be a classic car mm-hmm. that would be in his 
wheelhouse. Yeah. Because they've done like um even like rock stars. They've done like a directors. Did, like, the Del directors. Toro has yeah. one. Yeah. Alfred Hitchcock done, has one. They've done like we already talked about athletes, but it's just nothing. Nothing is safe. Nothing is safe. It's cool. I don't yeah. see it going away anytime soon. I think they're harmless. I like them. I also think they're harmless. And, you know, if you don't like them, don't buy them. But also, when you get to a point like this, I'm like, we don't have room for any more. We need to start rotating them out. I know I've said this before. But we'll figure something out <sighs> at some point. We just need to finish our upstairs room so we can have more. <laughs> have a room dedicated to them. Yeah. For that. <sighs> but sorry for my going down my rabbit hole about Funko Pops. It's just something it. that jumped out at me today as... So many of them got announced, especially Jaws. I was like, oh, my God, I can have a Chief Brody Funko Pop. It's amazing. So, I love it. Yeah. <sighs> What's your favorite Funko Pop? Send us your emails. Yeah, that's actually – do you guys have any? <laughs> Send us some pictures. We'll curious. throw them up. I always like – because like Alex said, like there's – sometimes there's not a lot of overlap. So I'm yeah. curious to see what other people I'm like. I'm trying to think. What's my favorite Funko Pop that I own? Mine might be my Brawly because it's just so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like my um. She's at work, but my um nerd, um bell. I have oh, the hipster yeah, bell. Hipster I got hipster bell. I got, I got, I got hipster gla- with the hipster glasses. One. Hipster yeah. bell. I also love the saga ones. Yeah. My favorite Funko Pop might be my Big Daddy from Bioshock. Bioshock. Either my Big Daddy or my Songbird from Bioshock. I Mine really actually might be my original Thor from the original Ooh. Thor movie. I also have the Iron Throne, which Ooh. I know is a oh, that's a, cool. a rare one. Um. I think our I think the most expensive one that we have is either the Turtles four pack that you got us, Mordecai and Rigby because I know those are under over a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. or it might be my original Thor. Nice. Like I, spoiler alert, his head fell off at one point <gasps> and I had to glue it back on, oh, no. which will damage the value yeah. of it. But I want to say that one was like also a hundred bucks. That's pretty good. Which was nuts. Um, I don't know the value of any of mine. I look them up occasionally because I just think it's insane yeah. that these little pieces of plastic are worth, worth air quotes, that much to somebody. <sighs> I have no idea how to segue out of this. So, Dwight, Sorry, what have you been up to? Uh, so, um, so, Dwight, speaking of video games. Yeah. <laughs> so, so speaking to, of things that have no value. So, oh, <laughs> oh, Let's talk about your life. Oh, <laughs> That's marked for the opening. <laughs> that was that was rude. That was She's brutal. talking about us being mean. And right? She just said your life has no value. That was the worst thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> ever? Probably. Uh, no, definitely not. Um, ouch. Um, so, so, so transition. Uh, Dwight. <laughs> so I, I might as well use this to kind of wrap up because we've been going for two hours now, um, which is nuts. Nuts to butts? So... Um, uh, Peter kind of touched on this earlier in talking about wanting to do more creative things. And just in general, I, I've been wanting to do more stuff that's catering to my interest recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so last Monday, I've started, I don't know if I'm going to make it a weekly thing or a bi-weekly thing, um, every other week. Yes. Uh, I went to a uh, Super Smash Brothers tournament. Uh, that was a weekly tournament. So it was just a, a local here um, where we live. And there was like twenty eight people there, that, there people. which is a relatively large amount for a weekly. Yeah, that was pretty um, cool. So it was a really cool experience. It was in this comic shop. Uh, they had like ten setups or something. Like there oh, was a awesome. lot. Maybe, maybe it was closer to nine, eight to eight to ten mm-hmm. setups. Um, there were some really good people there. Mm. It was um, they had a stream set up, which was really cool. I didn't make it on the stream. I thought I might you because. Didn't. Uh, I, I well I I knew I wasn't yeah. on it, but I thought I 
before one of my matches, I thought I potentially could be on well, it because you I was played against I was the number one seed. That's why yeah. because I was playing as the number one seed. But it makes somewhat some sense that they would want to start with like middle seeds yep. and then. Uh, go towards the like bigger stuff towards the end because no one wants to see the number one seed destroy the twenty sixth seed. Um, in you were what seventeen? Uh, you were which, right in the middle. Which I don't know why they put me yeah. there, but it was also my first time. Mm-hmm. Um, so next time I'll be even lower probably. I won one match, but I still so. 28 people. Yep. I won my first match and then I got uh, eliminated in the next two. So yep. I got sent to losers immediately and then I got knocked yep. out in, in losers. The, and all the matches you were in were 2-0s. Yes. The the second one where I got knocked out was really close on both matches. Nice. Like they were both down to the final stock yep. and it was like <clears throat> um the guy was really nice. I was playing playing against too. I don't remember his name. Zeus. Zeus. I wanted to say it was a god. Um so he was really cool as well. So was Kuma who was the person who wiped the floor with me kuma crushed like everybody everybody he was real good and he played i i I thought it was really interesting because i was like um brian and i were watching it while we were both playing dark souls together Mm -hmm. and we were both watching kuma play mega man Man. we were like man he's so good and then i was texting you and you were like he played roy when i played him and i was like huh and then in the next match he played somebody else yeah and i was like this guy just is so good with all of the characters. He, he's is clearly, and it's it's funny because I I've had that experience too, where like you level up in the yep. game, like just your own, your, the way you see how how things are moving. This guy is on another level yep. compared to everybody else in the room, which yep. is almost not. I don't want to say unfair, but it's almost like unfun for him yep. because he was like he was playing Roy against me, and I was I, admittedly I put I set my controls wrong, so I was doing like smash attack. Something felt like sticky. Yep. Like I was doing smash attacks when I wanted to be doing dash attacks. So like what I what my mind wanted to do wasn't translating. It yep. might have been nerves. It might have been the way I set my controls. Whatever. Right. Um. No Johns. Um. No Johns. So, but he destroyed me, and there was but it was things where like I would be like doing something and he would just be like standing still and then boom, 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 boom and I'd be done. Yep. So it's just like, he's clearly like reading my movements in a different way. And he was doing that to everybody. Guy was good. So he was real good. It's something I want to keep on doing. I haven't t- picked up the game since Monday because it was just weird. <laughs> oh, but that's why I want to, um, so I won one round and the guy who I knocked out in that first round, we still technically finished in the same place mm-hmm. because of the way the seating worked. Yep. So I was a little bit um, salty about that because I was like, but I won one. Why am I tied with the guy who I knocked out, who was a great guy too? Yep. Like, he was super fun. Everybody I ran into, everybody I fought and talked with, which wasn't that many, were very nice, nice. which is a That's little... rare. It is rare. I could tell there were assholes in the room. Yep. I just didn't... Yeah. didn't interact with them but it's rare i think to have something like that where most of the room is made up of normal people and this yeah, is like we was. were talking about this like when we watched apex i was like how many of these people in the room hate women like you know what i mm-hmm. mean it's just there's just that culture and maybe it's more apparent to me because i am a woman there's just so much about that culture that's just very uninviting and very like it's very sports like it's yeah. very like boys club like i can see what you're saying bro in a in a different way than sports but in that same I don't want to say it's more toxic than sports, yeah, it's but so toxic. It's definitely well, toxic. But girls have cooties. Oh, yeah. But it's there was like, a girl there, a, a, clearly yeah. a girlfriend of someone who was playing. But but like at least you can go to a, a a Red Sox game or a Patriots game or a Bruins game or whatever, yeah. and and 
if you are among the women who know sports or can enjoy it and can talk sports, yeah. it's kind of accepted. But you have to be able to talk sports. You, you can't be just be a casual sports. fan. That you're like, people quiz it, you, and that's bullshit. Well, yeah. sometimes. But I feel like that type of bullshit comes across more in video game and nerd culture, which is bullshit. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like I could go to a Red Sox game and even being a casual Red Sox fan, I can be like, oh, cool. Like, you know, I don't know anything yeah. about any of the players or whatever, but I'm there. I'm enjoying it as long. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You go to, if I went to a Smash Brothers tournament or if I went to even like an arcade, it's like, oh, what are you doing here? Oh, do you even know games? It's like, there's just this very weird attitude towards women and noobs that is just i hate it mm. which, i really dislike it which was not my experience which is awesome. i can't speak to the girls it. part but specifically kuma was he I, I was talking to him a little bit and, and he was uh he was very nice just mm-hmm. like i was like oh can i he when i was saying when i was playing and i was like smash attacks are coming out and i was like oh, these are supposed to be dash attacks he was like oh yeah you maybe you set your controls wrong mm-hmm. if you want you we can back out and you can change it which is completely against like right. the ethic yeah. of yep. Yep. Uh, what's going on once you're in you're not supposed to be able to back out yep. again and he was like totally cool with it yep. so yeah. that's a big plus like yep. kudos to him zeus was like the nicest Aww. person ever cuz i was like this is my first tournament since in a decade, yep. which first off, wicked aged me. Like, because yep. yeah. I was like, the last time I played in a tournament was in Brawl Days, and they were everybody I told that to was like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, that makes me want to go and yeah. like support you and watch you because like I want to support you, even though yeah. I make fun of you. But like, that makes me feel more confident <laughs> That's about love. That is love right there. But that makes me feel more confident mm-hmm. about going. Yeah. That people aren't going to be like, what the fuck are you doing here, vagina? Get out of here. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, show yeah. us your boobs. Like, it makes me feel better about walking in that room and being like hey i don't know shit about this game but i'm here yeah to, it was to cool. support someone yeah. uh, i'm definitely gonna go back and i hope like i said that zeus guy was so nice because i was saying tell him it's the first time here he was like you're doing great for your first Aww. time he's like i get so nervous every time blah blah, blah. and he was it was adorable what would um, you say the average age of people there was mid-20s okay like it okay. either the older i get the less i can tell yes um in general there was definitely not young people it was mostly college age mm-hmm. to i was probably the oldest person in the tournament okay. maybe but there was definitely like from me to 18 i don't want to say there was anybody there younger than that there might have been but okay. i didn't see that many there were people there who clearly had come from work like, like they were yeah, wearing yeah. like a dress shirt and slacks and like dress shoes like they came from an office job there was clearly college students there so it was a good mix of people and mm-hmm. i i can't wait to go back apparently there's a thriving scene um cool. in our our area That's so cool. i found some facebook um stuff there's a new england smash page and a new hampshire smash page and the new hampshire one has like tournaments like uh, all the time That's like, awesome. there's really there's cool. there's at least two a month which is a lot for this area yeah, um, that's awesome. So I'm really pumped, and on top of the weeklies. So I'm going to keep on going, and, I, and I'm looking forward to it. But um, like I was saying, like I, I want, we're trying to do more creative things. Alex, you've um, been streaming. I have uh, been. I've been. How's that been going? It's been fun. It's been interesting. It's <laughs> to to be frank, it's mostly Brian <laughs> and Corey and Billy mm-hmm. just uh, hanging out with me. That's how it starts, though. Which is, it's it's been fun. Um, Every Monday night, we've been doing Jackbox streams, which have been the most popular. Mm -hmm. Like, um, Maddie and Kyle, pretty much everybody that listens to the podcast shows up. Like, guys. It's like Maddie and Kyle, um, Billy and Kat, Corey, 
um, uh, Brian. Yeah. And we, we've actually had a few strangers show up which that, is cool. that have been showing up weekly still. That's really Which cool. has been nice. Um, it's been fun. I've been, it's, it's been getting me back into games in a way that I haven't been into in a long time mm-hmm. where I'd like, I'm itching to play games during the day, cool. which I haven't really felt that way in probably a while. Like there, there have been times where I've gone through phases where I'm like, this game's awesome. I want to finish this game. And then the moment I finish it, I'm just like, I'm, I'm going to go watch a, like 20 movies. I know what you mean. Um, but like, I started out just streaming The Last of Us because I wanted to replay it before the second one comes out, which they still it's not haven't come out for two years. They haven't announced a date. They they said it could come out late 2019 or early 2020, but I'm not gonna hold my breath. But I wanted to replay it because I haven't played it in a while. Mm-hmm. So I started streaming it. Corey and Brian watched me, and I was like, "Do you guys want to like watch me play anything else?" And then. Brian was like, I want to play Dark Souls. And I'm like, let's... What, when doesn't Brian like, want to play Dark Souls? I'm like, let's stream some Dark Souls. So we started streaming Dark Souls. And then I wanted to get back into this game that I played a while ago in like 2013, Sanctum 2, mm-hmm. which is a first-person shooter tower defense game. And I started playing it and Billy showed up and he was like, what is this? And I'm like, it's Sanctum 2. And he's like, this is cool. And I'm like, it's probably, it's probably like 10 years old at this point. It's only six years old. I'm like, it's it probably like 10 bas- years old. At th- it was probably basically free. Yeah. I was like, it's probably 10 years old at this point, so it's probably cheap on Steam. And then he goes, it's $7. And I go, if you buy it, I will play the entire thing with you. That's awesome. Have you so guys been going through that on Steam? We've been slowly going through that. And I'm trying to get more people to play it with us because it plays up to four. Ooh. And having a full group is so much fun in that's those sorts of games. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to get more people to get it. Brian's a lost cause because it's a first-person shooter. Well, Brian, um, if it's not called Dark Souls, Brian won't play it. <laughs> Um, medium. Maybe Monster Hunter. No, no. He, we actually played a game together that game? wasn't uh, Ashen. Oh, I've heard of that. Which is a very Dark Souls-esque game. Mm-hmm. But, um, so yeah, I've been streaming Sanctum 2, Dark Souls 3, Jackbox every Monday, whatever people want to play. I have all five of them. Um, The Last of Us, and I started streaming Darkest Dungeon cool. the other day, which has been fun. It's been a lot nice. of fun. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I've I've started doing um some let's plays on YouTube as yep. well because like this is part of that I want to be creating more things. So yep. I've started with uh, Mario sixty four. That's all I currently have on there. But I've got a couple of things in the pipeline. Um, I've been doing some Smash uh, Arena stuff with my friend Jeff yep. and some of his friends. Which you're uh, I'm a I know part of I'm part of the Facebook to. group. I I just I haven't turned on my Switch in like since Piranha Plant was released. Yeah. Oh well, Piranha Plant's awesome. So um. That is something I've been I've been adding. Or I'm going to add on stream, and I'm thinking about doing a couple others like series. Like uh, Tiffany and I are going to play through a couple of games. Uh, Dwight and Tiffany ruin games, or Tiffany and Dwight ruin games. I don't you're you're bringing it, it back. Yeah, bringing it back mild, mildly, because um, I want to do that more. Whoop, whoop. And um, I'm also planning on doing because um, I've been re-getting into the Dragon Ball Z fighting game, yep. and I want to try and like do some ranking up in that, so I might record some of those matches and put them on there as well, because outside of um, classic games, the games that really interest me the most are like fighting games, yeah. even though I'm terrible at them, but if, it's if fun. You, if you ever stream on uh, Twitch, mm-hmm. I have you auto-hosted. I, I, I auto-host no refunds whenever oh, they stream. Oh, cool. So... Not that I have a lot of followers. I have. I know. I forgot. I, I know that's a thing. I, I don't know how to do that. Nineteen followers. Cool. That's a lot. Nineteen subscribers. It's more than uh, 
More than no refunds. Well. You also stream a lot more than no refunds does. Yeah, I've been trying to stream three times a week. Normally I stream on Friday nights, but yeah. I'm here. Everyone's probably sitting at home just twiddling their thumbs waiting for the stream to fire up. Probably not. I, I messaged the Discord. Ah, cool. <laughs> you would know if you were on the Discord. Yeah, I left the Discord. Wow, what a way to end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't doing it for me anymore. I was just like, I was reading people things. People miss you. I, it's kind of eh. like, well, it's kind of like any social I media. I doubt that. I highly Pe- doubt people that. People actually miss you. I highly. I wasn't saying anything. Billy said yesterday. Was it yesterday during your... your Billy show? said the other day. I don't remember when. Yeah. Oh, that could be three I years ago. I miss Dwight. He said it. I don't believe you. I can't. I can, see you on I can bring it up and prove it. it. But I think it's like any social media. Like there are times where you like need to step away from it because yeah, you're that's like part of it. You're like I am not enjoying myself. I just wasn't engaging. Yeah. And like yeah. I, I just felt like I didn't have anything to I add. Feel like or that... like there was some times like I would throw something out and like this is a every thing, but I would throw something out and it would get like no responses. So I was right? just like, yeah. yeah well, what's the well, point? And, and, and what's the point? I miss Dwight. I don't see it. Said by Sporkle McDorkle. <laughs> It's in the middle. It's like right in the middle. Coolio, I miss Dwight. Oh. It sounds like he's like happy I'm gone. Like Coolio, I miss Dwight. Like you can't read intonation, so I'm very sure. I'm sure it was very sarcastically. Yeah, no, and that was the night that you were gonna go to the weekly, and then you didn't. And because he, it was, and I was like, he's going to a weekly, and everyone was super excited about you playing in a weekly. And, and I did it. And the then you week. didn't. And then you did it the next week, and everyone well, was still super excited. That's about what you I was telling um, the Zeus guy. I was yeah. like, I was sitting at home last week, and I was like, I'm gonna go tonight, and I was like, next week. <laughs> well, the first week was it was my birthday week, and I true. like I did a lot of late nights and stuff last last week. And Monday was the only night that we had together that we had together to like hang out, right? You know, and have dinner together. So I, because you had mentioned it, and I was like, ah. And then we went out to a speakeasy on Friday. We did. Which was really it was cool. cool. We we can uh yeah. We, we can talk about that. How a easy time. did you speak? It was very hard actually to speak because oh, okay. uh, you had to go up this hallway, and then you had to go to a, a phone, and you had to um, <laughs> ring on the phone, and then say a password into the phone, awesome. and then the the wall slid open, awesome. and you went into a speakeasy, and it was really hard to speak. That's awesome. It was great. Okay, well, thank you for listening. <laughs> this has been another episode of No. Do you guys have anything else to add? No. I have so much to add. I could talk for hours. Same. We've been talking for two. Oh um, shit! <laughs> Who's editing this one? Not uh-huh. me. Oh. I don't contribute. I don't know how to edit. Uh, I bought a soundboard. Yeah. And you curate the Discord. I don't know audio editing. I curate the Discord. What is... He kicked me out. What are sound waves? How do they work? I've actually banned you. If you try to come back, you can't. It won't work. (laughs) I didn't ban him. That explains a lot. So this has been another episode of No (laughs) Refunds. He says trying to end it for the third time. I don't have to edit it. We're never ending. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is forever. No. We have a Discord that you can apparently check out. I'm not on it, so I don't care. Um, it's discord.com slash who cares. Um, we have a Facebook, No Refunds Podcast. We have that we a, never e- update. We have an email. Uh, no, well, we've been, I've been moderately updating. I know, I know. Updating. I'm just trying to... Al- I, I gave Alex permission, finally. I swear to God. I had, I know I had asked you if you wanted I'm, permissions I'm sure a while did. ago. I, um, so I'm Alex, not that worried about it. But you, you've been posting when you've been streaming on that occasionally. Once. Shh. <laughs> Uh, we have an email. Uh, feel free to email us any questions, comments, or concerns if we're going too long. Uh, no refunds podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, we th- never go too long, baby. Hey, girl. Hey. I don't think anyone cares about the length. <laughs> That's just what they tell you. That's just what they tell you. You put that at the beginning. Yes. Um, 
And uh, thank you to the Hyper Potions for your awesome song. <laughs> Part of me doesn't know if I want to stop using the song because if I ever want to put the episodes on you, the YouTube that yep. we've created, I know it would get flagged because we're using their song right. for stuff. So even though we have that permission, YouTube doesn't know or care about that. Right. So I'm thinking about it. We'll okay. see. Um, we we can always the, just cut off the end. We have all the raw. We can cut off the tips. Yeah, uh, just we, the tips. We have all the raws, so it doesn't matter. Um, tips. So tips and tenders. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, but one more thing I want to add. Yeah, what? Just kidding. I was just being a butt. I, Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Let me clear my throat. <laughs>